Welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast all about beer and games. I'm Ben, I'm here with Lucy. Hello. And Adol. Boy. And this week, it's a super special end of year episode where we're going to run down our favourite games. I have to year. stop you there. It definitely sounded like you said soup special and not super special. And I was like, shit, I That's it, no beer this week. Favorite <laughs> soups. Fuck. I mean, I can I can give you favorite <laughs> soups, but I thought, I mean, in tanked up fashion, if we had a soup special, we should have to, like, have three bowls in front of us. That's probably what we'd have up. to do. Yeah. yeah. Taste them as we went. Lucy. Yes. You'll probably do well with some soup at the moment. I did feeling have, very well. I had soup earlier. and Okay. Oh, what kind of soup? Uh, just chicken soup. Is it one of your top soups? Yes, it's my nan's soup, and it is basically <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, the top bet, soup. Yeah. It's the only soup. Nan's chicken soup. Does it have good. noodles in it, or is it just chicken soup? No, it's got dumplings Excellent. and sweet potato in it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That fancy. sounds good. Yes. Yeah. Can you send soup good. in the post? I mean, uh, can you, or should you? But it might be logistically a bit tricky. Mm. I mean, you can send canned soup. Sure. It's not yeah. quite the same though, is it? No. Oh God, this cat. Unless your nan's, you know, opens a cannery, <laughs> starts canning a soup on an industrial scale, then we'd be fine. Everyone mm. can try it. And then I'd just become that person out of uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Just end it. That's all. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> was that a game from this year? No, no that, was that was last year. year. Definitely wasn't. Yeah. It? Right. I think we actually talked about it in. I think we probably did. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So. We're going to talk about our favourite games from this year. We're also going to be drinking some excellent beers, apart from Lucy, because you're not feeling very well. Mm. Uh, Adol, would you like to start on what you're drinking? Sure. I'm drinking... What am I drinking? I'm drinking from Marble, the Side Control India Pale Lager at 5.3%. It has no real thingy thing flavour text. (laughs) (laughs) Thing to a good start. Oh, fuck me. It also apparently hasn't settled since my walk home from the uh, bottle shop, so give me a sec. It happens. You you, yeah. you you let it settle. You let it sort mm. of uh, pour away. I'll uh, give a quick rundown of what I'm going to drink. So I picked up, and Lucy, I know you picked this up as well, uh, with the intention of having it this yes. evening as well. Um, what, do you have to guilt her, like, on air? <laughs> He's not so she goes. I'll just, I'll just have one. I'll just. You, have one. you could have just said, uh, I know, Lucy. You have this. Maybe one day in the future, you could tell us your thoughts on them. And then you're like, she No, you're letting us down, Lucy. You're letting us down. You're just no. having water. Crack the fridge open, I'm Lucy. Sorry, no. They're calling you. And you're not even so drinking water from the requisite mm. container that is yeah. tanked up, a, a yeah, tanked up, it. blessed water container. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I am drinking the Northern Monk Brewing Company Trilogy, so it's the 2018 version, uh, where they showcase um, with collaborators uh, a malt build, a yeast build, and a hops build. And I'm going to start with the malt first because it is the lowest ABV at 4.5%. Did you say 4.5? 4.5. I heard 4.5. 4.5%. 
It's with uh, this one. So this one's brewed with whiplash. Uh, I think the flavour text at the start of the can is the same on all of them. Yeah, it is. So I'll just bang this one. It might be the whole way through, actually. Yeah, I'll just bang out on this one then. So, our annual trilogy series is designed to showcase three core elements that shape every beer you drink from across the world. Some of the true masters of these ingredients have come to join us at the Old Flax store to pay homage to hops, yeast, and malt. Each year we add a theme to the trilogy, whether it's geographical, the use of fruit, or barrel aging. This family of beers will have common elements built into their DNA. In the third year of our trilogy, that DNA is IPA. So they're all IPAs of a certain type. Mm. This one is a Brute IPA. So say it's 4.5%. It's 1.034 OG. It's 5 EBCs. It's 15 IBUs. And the hops are Denali, Vic Secret, Chinook, Mosaic, and Columbus. Da, da, what was da, that da, second da, one? Da. Sorry. Vixie. Vic Secret. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that hop. Mm. Uh, I've had it in a few beers. Yeah. Mm. It's, as a malt beer, it's something showcasing the malt. doesn't tell me what those malts are. Malted <laughs> barley, wheat, oh no, it does, sorry. Sorry, this must be all of those ones. I thought it might have been a bit more generic. No, it's not, definitely not. It does tell me. Malted barley, wheat, oats, and spelt. It's oh, also spelt. got hops, which it's got in And it doesn't tell me the yeast. So maybe on the yeast build, that will tell me. But who knows? We'll get to that one later. I shall pour. Now I've just ripped everybody's ears off with my long chat about this one beer. Adol, how is your hey, beer? Have you poured it? I you have poured it? it. The pour was fine. It was just the initial crack of the can. Uh, mm. It's... I mean, it's lager-esque. It's a little hazier than the average lager. It's got about the right level of bubbles. Ambery gold color. It's got a nice sweetness to the aroma. Slightly citrusy as well. Yeah. Like a lemony sort of citrusy or... A little bit. And definitely lemon, lemon on the taste as well. Mm. Um... It's 5.3%. It's really inoffensive. It's sort of... Okay. does that thing that I struggle to understand why Indian Pale Lagers are a thing because I associate IPAs so much with the finish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just doesn't have that. It's a little wet on the mouth in the finish. Um, it's I mean it's tasty it's um got some nice citrus notes not a lot of malt going on um like I said it's got that slightly wet finish mouthfeel is a little more velvety than your average lager mm -hmm. so it has sort of some staying power and some like coating um I don't know if I have much else to say okay. now that I've said it has a wet mouthfeel the, the bitterness does dry out the top of my mouth but my tongue is wet we won't um, we won't stick too long on beers we've got a lot yeah. of stuff to yeah. talk about yeah uh, but just as a quick um, sort of finish you had the indie lager from Four Pure last week mm. uh, yes. was that was that an IPL or was it just a lager it was oof eesh uh, <laughs> uh, I think that was just a lager I'm just wasn't clearing I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. clearing my throat while not typing. <laughs> There's no noises going on in the background at all. I don't know what you're talking about. The indie lager is not an IPA. It's just an okay, indie lager. It's a, it's a Pilsner style. 
longer as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Um, I think. Mm. Or maybe that's their pills logger. Oh, Google, you failed me again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like a, they call it just like an, a German style logger. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I mean, if I had to call back to last week, I would say that this feels much more like a, much more like a, like an ale and a craft ale in the sense of mm. it, it's non-standard logger things. If I recall correctly, that, that one I lauded because it did logger really well with a nuance mm-hmm. and this does, this mostly doesn't taste like a logger. It just yeah. has the lightness and the lack of finish of one. Okay. Hmm. So it's just lightened up IPA slightly then. Ish, yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. How's your multi-malt? So the malt, the brute IPA, um, you don't get a huge amount on the nose. It's quite a light nose. Mm. You get a slight sense of that um, that sort of slightly champagne vinous esque kind of quality. Not much at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as you taste it, that, that kind of hits you. It's not a big flavour, but that hits you instantly. That's the first thing you get. And it mellows into this very piney, slightly earthy uh, IPA. Mm. And the two kind of work quite well together. There's almost sort of, there's no like sweetness to this at all. There's almost, well, there is sort of no kind of bitterness. There's no lasting bitterness to this at all. But it's very, very quick. And you have that that brute, that kind of champagne-y sort of dryness instantly. This this piney kind of hit, and then it's gone. And I've got this this massive dryness in my mouth. Yeah. Oh dear. But the flavour isn't sticking around much at all. Well, that's what um, brute IPAs are meant to do, isn't it? Just that yeah. hard finish. Yeah. You know. So you so suspect as... it'll go quickly. Sorry, say it again. You suspect it'll go quickly. Um, I think so. Uh, it's. I mean, it, even just sipping ten seconds ago, I've got this very slight kind of salivation at the back of my tongue, but everything else is kind of gone already. Mm. So I'm kind of thinking already. Oh, I'll just I'll just reach for this. Mm. Probably a good job that it's you know as as dry as it is that it is four point five percent. Otherwise, I think it'll be some serious trouble when we get to about game number six. I mean, I, I'm three beers in with like a two hour break. Not a lot of food. We'll see how how <laughs> tenuous it gets after beer number one. Hey, wouldn't be an end of your show if at least Something one of us go, go wasn't fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so let's jump into our, our games, our top games of the year. Um, I assume like last year, or at least I have, I've got some honourable mentions. Uh, but Lucy, I want to come to you first mm. uh, because you haven't had a beer to be able to kind of get some time with. So I thought I'd jump to you first for your honourable mentions. Yep, I'm just literally going to run down the list that I have on Excel <laughs> just here. Hundreds <laughs> yeah. of honourable mentions. Uh, there's about what's that, twenty or something. Okay, R- Jesus. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. spend any time. I'm just going to read the name of the game. And I've got a couple, I but I don't have twenty. Yeah, these mm. are just games that I've enjoyed this year. But okay, um, I'm sure we'll relearn. I mean, any of these could have made my top ten. Probably my top ten mm. is like oh, okay. it's just games like that. Apart from my top five, like the rest is just like I really enjoyed these games. Whatever. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so here we go: Rusty Lake Paradise, Bring You Home, The Room, Old Sins, Kukel, Shadow of Colossus, Shift Quantum, Homo Machina, Yoku's Island Express, 
Bomb Chicken, Semblance, Guns Gore and Kenobi 2, Owlboy. Did that come out this year? Mm-hmm. I think it came uh, out on Switch this year. Probably yeah, came out on so. PC maybe two years ago, I don't know. Anyway, maybe. Flipping Death, uh, Guacamole 2, Donut County, The Messenger, Ooh. The Gardens Between, G30, Elo, Unravel 2, The Red Strings Club, Octahedron, Cube 2, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and the one with the longest Ooh. title, The Missing, JJ McField and the Island of Memories. Yes. The sweary game. Uh, <laughs> the sweary game. Yes. You said The Room. Which ro- the Room was this? Uh, it was... I think it's the fourth in the series, because there's room one, two, three, and the old sins. So yes, yeah. the fourth in the series. That was a really good game. They, they I really haven't caught up. I sort of stopped at two, mm. and I didn't actually know four came out, or if I did, I forgot. Yeah, it <laughs> probably didn't come out in on Android till later. So I imagine, yeah. which is always the case. But um, yeah, I think we, yeah, we might really have. I think we've mentioned it, I'm but sure it might have been more in conjunction it. with yeah. Mm. We, we were talking about like the room as a as a whole almost. I think I don't think we specifically spoke yeah. about um about was it old sins? Yeah, I can't remember yeah. if I did. Um, I remember we talked about one way when I talked about playing the room and starting two. We talked about one, two, and three, but I don't think four was out when we had that episode. But I could be mm. wrong. Doesn't matter. It's a thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, super interesting that Shadow of the Tomb Raider is on your honourable mentions. Yeah, I mean, it, I really... Like, I started it... I started it when it came out. I played, like, the prologue. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I know that I'm going to come back to this and it'll be easy to come back to because I love those mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had other things that I wanted to play, like, before, like, the biggie, you know, yeah, Red Dead came out. So I was like, I'll come back to it. And started it this... This week? Well, picked it up again this week and just just played it non-stop. I played it for like 12 hours straight yeah. <laughs> one day. Those games nice. are great. It's not as good as Rise, and that's probably why I put it on the honourable mentions. Mm, right. um, because you really liked Son of Rome. <laughs> I did actually like that game. <laughs> but uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider was my favourite game of 2015. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, I suppose it was two years ago. I always think of it as a mm. as much sooner than that, yeah, as a, yeah. because it came yeah. out on PlayStation sort of a lot, you know, the year later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, it must have come out. Like yeah, that. and Bloody it's. Hell. I'm a bit. I'm a bit gutted that like they're putting the series on hold because these are just oh, it's just like comfort food. I could just play these games yeah. like you know every three years and just get so much enjoyment out of it. Those games are cool. I mean, you have to at least laud them that they are aware of Assassin's Creed Syndrome at the three-year period, mm. where Assassin's Creed yes. doesn't understand it at the <laughs> one-year uh, period. Yeah, and it'll be great when, you know, you get to play Lara again in, I don't know, five, ten years, who knows. God. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder whether it'll be a, a, another, another franchise reboot, or whether they'll yeah. kind of try and keep I, this character, maybe just shift her on a few years, perhaps. Mm. I think they'll reboot her again. Yeah. yeah. That's my theory. Yeah. Which I'm okay with, because like, like, she's like, gotten mm. more... Agency and persona. Yeah, the, I mean the stories. I, I don't care about the story. I don't play yeah. those games for the story. Like, what about the Raiden tombs? Kind of, oh yeah, it's I like mean, it's like it's it's a perfect blend of like, especially Rise of like, exploration, like solving puzzles mm. and combat and traversal. Yeah. It's like it just hits those notes so perfectly that yeah, it's a shame that will. Well, we're not going to be seeing any more of these games anytime yeah, soon. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I think people have criticisms about this game, but it's like, what do you expect? It's going to be like 
it's not as, as good as Rise, but I think Idis Montreal did a pretty good job of like making it like the other Crystal Dynamics one. So mm. yeah, yeah, I really liked the Crystal mm. Dynamics reboot. Um, really it good. Felt really true to form for Lara, and mm-hmm. this reboot was like. What if we weren't true to form to Lara? What could we do? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, that's why I'm kind of excited about another reboot because, like, the actual reboot cycles for this particular mm. series has yeah. have been fruitful. Mm. Yeah. And like Crystal Dynamics, by the end, like they had what four? I think. Or was it three? Three. But by the by the end, it was kind of like you sort of lost your way. They had a pause, then they came out with this this series, and it was like, oh, you someone's figured this out. Mm. So it, given that you're like, Rise was the peak, it seems reasonable to take a break, even yeah. though these type of games are good. Yeah. No, I, I just find it hilarious how they, they worked into the narrative that everybody speaks English in like the, this hidden city <laughs> in the middle of Peru, and Lara, as Lara does, just goes and just desecrates everything. Same, same, <laughs> same universe as Star Trek, isn't it? Just galactic yeah. translators everywhere. Yeah. It's fine. And it's, yeah, she was like literally tearing down murals of Jesus at the end. It was just, it was just hilarious. Oh man, that's like, great. I don't care. It. She just doesn't care. So <laughs> you're saying it's, it's a good Christmas game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe two on the nose for Easter. <laughs> mm, possibly. Yeah. Depends uh, if you roll a boulder mm. back over the tomb or not, mm. I suppose, isn't it? It should be game of the year because you can pet llamas. Oh wow! And there's also <laughs> an achievement when you first cover yourself in mud and start killing people. That's oh. first. <laughs> the achievement's called First Blood. Like, nice. Oh, that's know, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Was there not an achievement for petting the llama called Llama Cross? Oh yeah, you did. It, no, it's um, Como I don't care llama. if it's not called Llama. If it's not called Llama, llama Cross, could, that would have been pretty good. Fucking no, assholes! Come on now, called, it's right there. I, th- I think the achievement for petting, f- I think it was five llamas. It was Como se llama, uh, and I was like, yeah, nah. that's pretty good. Very Game good. of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap the list. That's, that's top. Done. Done. Yeah. Um, Adol, how about you, man? What about your emotions? You, you, you said you had a couple. Yeah. What do I got here? I have. Um, Elo. You said. Hmm. Elo's on uh, my honorable mentions. Liked it a lot. Didn't finish it, so the grippiness of the puzzles was what kept it lower on the list for me. Mm. Um, and I think that's just because, I mean, I don't think it's anything against the game. It just, you know, whatever. Um, and then I have to give a shout-out to Koo, the board game, because I played a fuck ton of it this year, probably mm. more than mm. any specific video game. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's my honorable board game mention. Oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Mm. Um, fuck it, I'll throw code names in there as well. Might as well. <laughs> um, and then my other honorable mention is Mario Kart 8. Okay. Deluxe. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed the very few moments I played with it. <laughs> is that a this year game? <laughs> is it, I got it this year. Uh, it's a, that game's like five years old. <laughs> but it's a port, right? So they ported yeah. it. The, the Switch port, I think, mm. might have come out in November out. or whatever, but no, I didn't get it last until. year. Did it? Did it? Yeah, yeah it was last like November. The first, no, it was, a, it was literally like oh, was one, one of the first. It was like a launch, like a month after launch. Yeah. But I didn't get it until March, and I That's played fine. with a handful of friends. Oh, yeah. It's an honorable mention because it did Mario Kart the way Mario Kart wanted, like I wanted Mario Kart to do. Nice, good. Oh, and then Jack Jackbox Party Five. Mm, five. Yeah. I think it's five. Yeah, what games have they got in there now? Out, um, what? What games are in Jackbox Party Pack Five? Uh, 
is Drawful in four or five? I think Drawful's in there, um, where you it puts two of the players against each other to draw something, and then you vote on that, and then the next pair have to improve on that drawing. Okay. And you vote on that, and so you communally make a picture. Mm. Yes. And then the last round is giving a title for the drawing. Mm. And vote on you vote on that, nice. and whoever has had the most votes and points, etc. Um, Lots of cocks all yeah, the time. Exactly. <laughs> it also had, um, I think it has a version of Quiplash and everything. I, I think there's also a rap battle one in Jackbox Party mm. 5 oh. um, with robots. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I think of the, so I think one is a bunch of trivia, two and three are like the Quiplash sort of things, and then three was reasonable, but four and five brought really interesting new games, and five I thought was like, holy shit. So if you haven't played Jackbox Party 5, Polygon has some uh, streams of that, and you can just look it up, you'll find it. And those games are really quite fun yeah, with a group of people. they're really good. Great party games. Nice. Yeah. So easy and accessible. Yeah, yeah so those are my honourable mentions. Nice. Um, I'm going to be repeating a couple, I think, Lucy. Uh, that you've you've said I don't quite have um, as many I've got five, <laughs> uh, but uh, my my list it really is kind of more like a top fifteen because these it, they've they've all kind of moved Funny. in and out so many times just just based on kind of how I'm feeling with proximity to each yeah. of the games and, and stuff. So even these five could have made my top ten. Top. You know, if we'd have recorded tomorrow or next week or last week, you know, at, at some other yeah. time. So, um, the first one uh, is Shadow of the Colossus, which you mentioned, Lucy. Mm. This is the remaster. The yeah. remaster, yeah, yes. So yeah. good. Uh, it, it's it is fantastic. Um, Donut County as well. Oh, I forgot about Donut County. Yeah, <laughs> I will put that as an honorable mention as well. That's two honorable mentions. To Donut oh, County. Three. That's I three. Lucy well. mentioned that was another one. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I, I, Ultimate totally honourable mention yeah. to Donut County. Best game on the App Store by Apple. Really? really? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Mm. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the, other th- the other three are uh, Far Loan Sales. Uh, ben! Ben! You've just, just mate, thrown everything you. out no, no, now. Because yeah. I thought been... that would be in your top. No, so no, I have to say, Lucy, stop sales. objecting. Part of the <laughs> part of the top ten is us learning each other's top ten. Yeah, that, that is and very And then being true. angry. But yeah. you have to be angry. Because I had Ben. Like, how dare like, you? It's like Ben. You these three are going to be on your list, right? And he says yes, and I'm like, okay, I it, won't oh, mention like them. Like a week ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm also, on you. <laughs> they are on his list. <laughs> but they are. But I thought you, because I follow be his list. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's definitely on my honourable mentions yeah. as well. Because um, fantastic. I don't know. I don't know whether these two feature in your top ten, Lucy. But um, if they do, we'll just kind of breeze over them now. But the first one is I can never remember the full title. But Captain Spirit, the awesome adventures of Captain oh, Spirit. Yeah, I, I didn't get round to that. Oh. I installed it. It's yes, very good. I got that it part. Is very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other one is genital jousting. Oh, solid. That's mm. We can list. talk about that later. We can <laughs> talk about that later. Uh, we'll I, come I, to it later. When, when Lucy. Oh, yeah, mm. we'll come to it later. Yeah. Cool. So we're done. <laughs> This was the Honourable Mentions episode. You can catch us next week for the top ten. Harsh, harsh. Got so much beer to drink. Slow down, sir. Um, Okay. So, drum rolls for all of our our top tens. But... Oh, what order are we going in? 
are we going to go in cyclical order every time? I think. So. Um, I, I think. I think if if someone has a game and it's on somebody else's list, if 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 it's higher on somebody else's list, I think we should. We just, don't talk about it. Um, yeah, we skirt over until that okay. person reaches okay. it. Yeah. So, 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 so the you know, but surely so that just uh, force... that 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 kind of like shows what's going to be coming on your list. Yeah. I was going to say. So unless you're watching the video, you won't hear this. And this is the move for there's a skirt. No, I'm just saying if if, if, <laughs> so if what is along. number if what if what is move number along. six uh, is for me Ben's number one. I'll just say this, and then we can talk about it as Ben number Ben's number one. Yeah, yeah. But like, I'm just saying in order to yeah. instead of saying this was my or whatever, we'll just yeah. do these move along slash skirt motion. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fine. That's Secret fine. Code. So, Lucy, we'll come back yes. to you first. Then. Mm. So. Uh, number ten, or yeah. the you know, the the first one on your list. Yeah, I just shoved uh, Greece on there right yeah. at the end because uh, it's because you love John Travolta. <laughs> I do. How could anybody not? Circa but I'm talking Broken Arrow, John Travolta. <sighs> I don't think I've seen that one. I mean, this is like before he really got rebooted. As an he's trying to make him sound like a robot. This is pre-face-off, John Travolta. Yeah. Yes. This is the action movie with Christian Slater that made no waves. Oh. Anyway. So anyway um, <laughs> yeah, Greece. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that might be on my list next year because I haven't got around to it. Yeah, I suspect I'll I really think enjoy you'll, it. Yeah, I, I think you absolutely will. The art's beautiful. Uh, the music's beautiful you know everything about that game is so evocative and mm. you know a little sh- shed a little tear at the end it's like i don't yeah. even know what any of this means but it's just beautiful <laughs> just so beautiful <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. like it, it's it really is a labor of love by that team you can tell and like just everything's just so intricately designed in terms of like you know the backgrounds the foregrounds the environments the, mm. the way the character moves the animation it's just yeah, it's it's spectacular, and it's I'd probably it's probably one of those that w- which probably would have served better if I had more time to think about it's, it, and might yeah. might have been higher up on the list. But um, I think I'd just be remiss not to, you know, definitely yeah. say that that's one of the best games that have come out this year. Nice, nice. Mm. Um, I'm going to jump to me because uh, my 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 number ten <laughs> right. is also a game which made me shed a tear, uh, which is behind every great one. Which was the um, the little game from um, Deconstruct Team, where you are a housewife to an artist, and you essentially just undertake chores. And, and by that you mean bury people? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely but what, not. What usually what housewives do? Uh, but <laughs> what, what else do what else kind of chores do you undertake? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, you you basically have to try and balance your chores and mm. a, a little bit of downtime, and your life gets more complex as the days go on, and you just start to kind of unravel a little bit, and it's just a very short but very um, poignant, po- yeah, poignant mm. experience, definitely. And I was kind of, I suppose, when I played it, I was very much doing all of the housework, all of the jobs <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is me. You know, obviously not with a, 
not living with an artist as such, uh, but living with someone that works full time and stuff. And I'm like, this is even from working from home, you know, uh, I balance that with doing the housework and a little bit of kind of gaming and stuff. So I'm just thinking, that thing, like, yeah, fuck, I can like totally get behind this, and it's so sort of. Uh, mm. You know, there, there's other games that I kind of I, I could probably you know, get behind this year and, and understand kind of where the characters are coming from, the situations that they're in. Um, but this one kind of did it in a way where the art style was kind of quite pared back, but gave you some very good kind of visual representations of how the character was feeling and stuff. So, mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah a really uh, one good that, little game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and one it's free that, on itch.io, so everyone should. Don't download yeah, it. Exactly. So. As are most of Deconstruct Team's games, aren't they? I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think it's only Red Strings Club. That's... And Gods Will Be Watching. Oh, yes. Several years yeah, yeah, ago. yeah. But yeah. Yeah, those are their two quote unquote premium games. The mm. rest, they just play a little of experiences. They, you know, make for game jams and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it's great that, you know, something so. You know, little little tiny experience that you can get for free has, you know, such an impact on you. And yeah, you find definitely. all those kinds of games on itch.io, wherever you go. So, yeah, really good. Yes, yes. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you. Your number 10, sir. Uh, my number 10 is, I just noticed that I don't know how to count, so I'm <laughs> sure that I haven't actually meant uh, made an honourable mention. Um doesn't matter uh, if you nine. have, it'd be fine. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm putting um, Civ Six, which I played this Ooh, year, okay, um, as as my number ten. Again, I haven't played a lot of games this year. Uh, I did end up after we talked about it, going back for a few matches and mm. uh, liked some some appreciated some more political dynamics and ways of winning than. Uh, I re, uh, originally sort of knew. Um, yeah, not a lot else to say. We talked a bunch about it. Uh, everyone knows Civ, um, but I thought yeah, yeah. I thought that that it. One thing I liked about Civ Six was that it did, it does a thing. Uh, it felt actually more like so five to four to five was like more of the same, better graphics, and five to six felt more of a. We're actually trying to not just churn out the same things with a couple tweaks. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I felt like, given that I love the Civ games, that I felt like giving this one a bit of a space. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I played it, uh, but not much. I think I've only had maybe two games, uh, and that was in the summer, I think. Yeah, uh, we talked about it come like March, I think. Yeah, When yeah. we both got it. And... Um, in the summer, I played a few more, basically, and was just like, cool, this is actually a, the depth, the, um, so the orthogonal winning conditions I hadn't appreciated until sure. I sort of yeah, played yeah. it again. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a reasonable game. Um, it also, um, despite being much prettier than Z5, it doesn't actually require that much more of a machine. Okay. Which is kind of nice. Um, I still think that if I mean if I had my druthers, I'd said Civ Two. Civ Two is the best of Civ. <laughs> it's it's probably totally nostalgia driven, but I loved that game. When was the last time you played that? Uh, it's really hard to get running on a Windows okay. Eight Plus machine, um, so it's been a number of years. Uh, what I liked about it was it was like 
because of limitations and because the series hasn't hadn't progressed, it was just simplicity. Like, I mean, one of the reasons why I didn't notice the other winning conditions in Civ Six is I'm so used to Civ being a world conquering game. Sure. Um, and that's all that you can do really in Civ Two, essentially, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's much more about col. It's Colonies, the game, right? Yeah. And Civ, yeah. what I ended up liking about the last few matches of Civ Six I played was it's like you don't necessarily have to be a big the big brute, and they those winning conditions still require you to be a world power. Mm. So it's not like you can just sit on the sidelines and become you know amazing. Like I can't remember which one. It's either four or five. Where if you get like basically a rig- uh, religious. Uh, acolytes, you could just conquer the world. <laughs> like you can, you can just like churn out these guys who will then indoctrinate people, and you win via that. And yeah. it was like, I get that move, but it sort of undermined the win condition of like conquering. And I feel like they've balanced things on alternate conditions such that you need to be relatively strong in order to do these alternate win conditions. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, plot twist. Uh-huh. I have a beer. Oh. A beer! <laughs> I'm feeling better. <laughs> I just went through like a, a bout of sickness that lasted about an hour. <laughs> Amazing. So what did you pour? The Brute IPA. Okay, so the, what we're saying is... Do, so you need to pound that and Ben needs to sip it so that you can catch up. <laughs> um, well, since, Ooh, since we've just done nice number though. 10s... Mm, it is. Ooh. Since we've just number, done number 10s, it's a good stopping point to just take a moment and tell us about the brut. Uh, are you, did you ever get, like, a nutty kind of flavour, Ben? Yeah, yeah. Hmm, I'm getting that. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not, I don't think it's as much as a hard finish as other brute IPAs that I've had. Um, But, yeah, it's quite... I'd say it's slightly lemony, slightly light uh, yeah. kind of flavour, but yeah. But I'm getting like a nutty kind of unless it's just me and my taste buds are completely off I'm getting like a kind of like hazelnut kind of So it's not like it's not like the the slight nutty taste you get off of lagers it's like a more refined like a specific nut Yeah, just right before the end before it just cuts off Mm. It's weird It's nice it's very light and it's like slightly coriander soapy flavor that mm. it's leaving for me, but it's it's not a you know a horrible kind of Ooh, finish. I do, I do see what you mean, just like right before that that yeah. finish. Like I think it's what I was kind of thinking that this this like lemony, piney, grassy kind of mm. uh, start to it. Yeah, it kind of builds up into just that just at the end. It's like very quick just before it's like, oh, you get that refreshing kind of mm. uh, taste just before it just finishes off. Yeah. It's nice. I enjoy it. Nice. Good. Good. Mm. So I think we should have our next beer at seven. So you need to slow down. You need to speed up. <laughs> I don't need to finish it. <laughs> you know, through the magic of editing, uh, no one will realize that my can is still... Full. And by and by <laughs> editing, you mean just yeah. not keeping things in frame, right? Yeah. yeah. I've, got, um, I've got another cool. plot twist. I have bubbles. Oh, that's amazing! That's <laughs> awesome. Can can, can can you blow an up? 
I'm going to say this, and I've said it before, yes. but can you blow in an upwards direction? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that for when we announce our number ones. Hey. <laughs> A little celebration. A little so. bubble celebration, that's yeah. good. I don't have any glitter, unfortunately. But <laughs> oh, don't worry. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Um, number nines then. Number nines. Mm. Lucy, we'll come back to you. Um, let me have a look what my number nine is. <laughs> Although I should know. Number nine. Oh, Hitman Two. Number nine. Hitman Ooh, Two. Oh, yeah. number nine. That's um, a fall I, I, from grace for IO. <laughs> it's because I haven't even finished it because I've been playing it for you know over and over and over again. It's more Hitman. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Hitman. 1.5 yeah, Hitman 2016 is, yeah. and a yeah. half over which two is, I think the the biggest um, Kingdom Hearts judgment <laughs> against it is that it's just not quite different enough to be a different I game just, but I didn't want a different game I was happy yeah. I mean, to have right, Hitman that, back yeah but mm. but that's why it's more man than hit I think it's a I lot guess more so, man's. yeah I think I think that they I mean like uh, I think what's great to see is that people are actually like, oh, I missed out on the first Hitman. Why are people like so nuts about this game? And people are actually diving into it and mm. for the first time and, you know, getting those legacy maps for free, like the updated mm. maps from 2016 and just the ongoing content. It's like, yeah, Hitman is just like, you know, the game. I'm sure, you, did you send me the, that article, a deal from Wired or something or... How they're saying Hitman Two is like the only game I ever need for the rest of my life. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's oh, it's so good. So, uh, but I haven't finished it because I'm taking my sweet ass time. With it. Yeah, and you've got to, you've got to with with something Ooh. like that because it just, as you say, you've got constant content coming out for it as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, if you if you take a week off and play something else. And I think all there's like a, a new elusive target out or something like yeah. that, and it's the time to kind of jump back in. That might then keep you in for another couple of days whilst you yep. experience one of the other maps or move on and try some yeah. different kind of different objectives totally. and things. So uh, it, it, yeah. it's one that will just keep pulling you back in. Yes, and especially if they're going to release like new maps. I mean, their holiday hoarders thing of Christmas event has come back again this year, yeah. so I'll be playing that. I've been spending about twenty hours per level. And it's like wow, you know. Oh, it's just so good. It's so it's big. good. I, mean, I, I love Hitman. I mean, to be honest, never that's one of the me. reasons why I never really got into Hitman One was because of mm. the fear of the time, <laughs> which I recognize now that I just need to be like, well, pl- you like playing video games? Play a couple hours of whatever the fuck video game you want, yeah. and then stop. And if it takes you a million years, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But boy, is it hard not to like see uh, epic, expansive game with a lot of content as like, ooh, I don't want to start that. But yeah. That's yeah. Why, yeah. But but I also really like epic, expansive games, and that's one of the reasons why in 2018 I've played very few games because I've just avoided the <laughs> games I like, like the plague. I'm generally surprised that you had a top ten. <laughs> <laughs> and honorable I, I, mentions. <laughs> I, I went through the tanked up archives and just mm. read the like things and then like fast forward through a couple episodes and be like, what did I say about that? And I was like, oh, I played slightly more than 10 games. <laughs> <laughs> and there here's are me trying to crack 100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jeez, I'm actually quite looking that. forward mm. to... So my dissertation needs to be done by the end of February. I'm trying to get it done by the end of January. 
then I'll just have teaching and like job applications and stuff. Mm. And those are things that you just can't you can't do all day. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to 2019 because this is a hobby I really care about. And by that, I mean Tanked Up. But <laughs> corollary to, to Tanked Up is playing games so I could talk about shit on Tanked Up. Uh, and I'm, I, I, miss, I miss playing games. And I, I, I recognize that a lot of my avoidance of games has just been the fear of being captured by games. Mm. But that's mm. also why I love games, because they can capture me. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. You can't I mean, win. that's why I pledge that um, 2019 will be the year of Adil being late to Overwatch. I'm just going to play Overwatch all of the time, <laughs> and when <laughs> I don't play Overwatch, it'll be Fortnite. <laughs> Sounds like a great year. <laughs> You'll have a top two next year. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, You'll have the, a top uh, ten and, 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 Overwatch characters. Yeah, yeah, in the end, I'll just be like, I kind of like Team Fortress 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually gone back to CSGO. Uh, <laughs> yes. Boy, CSGO, fuck yourself. I yeah, cannot play that game online. I'm not good enough. Everyone who is online has played it for too long. You can't just treat it like a pick-up-and-go, pardon-the-pun mm. shooter. No, um, you definitely can't. Should we move on? Um, yeah. Wait, who's done? you've done number nine? You've done number nine? I've not done my number nine. <laughs> You haven't done your number nine either. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Mine's boring. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think my number nine is Minute. Yay! Because this would have been on my list, but it's not because it's on Ben's. (laughs) (laughs) Instant strike. This is a a Lucy's Gamble choice. (laughs) Very much. Um, Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it when I played it. It didn't... Uh, it didn't hold me, say, for more than, um, you know, maybe about a, a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Because it is it is a small game, um, and I'd done everything I wanted to. I, I platinumed it. I did a, you know, a, a very quick run in it. I kind of understood where everything was and how I could progress through it quite, well, quite quickly, but within mm-hmm. within that first week, I think. So I don't... There's not much more for me to kind of go back to with it, but as a uh, you know as a first experience on it, I th- I thought it was fantastic. You know the art style is uh, is wonderful, being in that black and white kind of one bit aesthetic. The music works really well with it. The characters have got personality, even though all they do is go. <laughs> you get text for them, and yes. it, it just it it works kind of as a game really well. Um, yeah, with that whole conceptually, kind of, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's just an adventure game, but you only do it in one minute chunks. And I, I, you know, when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, that's super interesting. But it mm-hmm. almost seems like it'd be far too daunting to play. You know, how would I get my head around this idea that yeah. I need to do something in one minute? And then actually, when you play, it, like, oh, it's it is an adventure game, and you retain mm-hmm. the items that you had. You just get teleported yes. back to your your start position every minute so you mm-hmm. know you can go over here and do this teleported back you can go over here and do this teleported back and it just worked really well and it must have been play yeah. tested so much to make sure that everything was within that that mm, minute's yeah. kind of reach or like or within it. the range yeah 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 and it's like i i hadn't even heard of this game apart like until like a week before it was out yeah it's like, oh, I love that art style because, you know, I'm, I love my pixel art and all yeah. that. And, yeah, just starting it, as you say, Ben, it was like, oh, am I going to be able to do this? A minute seems very limiting, but the game is just so well designed, as you say, to make sure everything is in range and mm. 
it the, there's always it's it, it's carrot on a stick kind of game where it's like yeah. oh yeah. I I know where to go I know what to do I just need to do it within the time mm. it's like can I do it mm. can I make it and it's like it, it's always you're incrementally getting closer to your goal every single run so even yeah. if you don't accomplish anything in a run you know that okay the, the you know it's it's a minute so it's so it's like on to the next one yeah you know you like never feel wasting like your time mm, kind of building yeah. the building the idea of the map in your head as well so mm-hmm. even if you run up here and it's got a tree in your way and you can't block through you might you think well i must get something at some point that allows me to pass through here uh, you yeah. die you go back and you think right i'll just take another route somewhere else and explore mm-hmm. and have a look and suddenly after a few of those you found that item you need to be able to mm-hmm. progress through through that other route uh, yeah. it, it is very well constructed yeah and the fact uh, that you can just instantly m- kill your character and stop it running yes. in that as well yeah it's like okay uh, yeah. I, i've achieved something I, i'm not going to be able to achieve anything else in the next 10 seconds i'll just kill myself mm. <laughs> and start again very good. Yeah, I mean, I I played a little bit of it, but I I didn't quite get into the details. So I, I mm-hmm. like got the dynamic, but in a very loose sense. And it, mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I want to play this again. It's on my like come back to list on Steam. Yeah. I have like a categorization of like these are things I want to do, and yeah. a lot of them are games like this where I've dabbled and realized I'm just not giving it enough time. Mm-hmm. And then other games that basically you guys have suggested. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so I, gets... I want to buy it again on Switch, man. <laughs> it seems like the perfect That's, place so, to so buy it. I was going to say, I would love to have it on Switch, because mm. like, I, don't, I don't use my Switch that much. Yeah. But what it is, it's in bed, and this is the exact type of game that completely lends itself yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. I think you'd probably sit there and think, I'll just do this for five minutes, you know. Uh, five, six runs, maybe, and then 20 minutes later, you suddenly realise you you know time has just disappeared. <laughs> because of that... That quick yeah. repeat button as well, and being able to kill yourself, you're 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 so quick to be like, right, done, yep, next run, yep, done, next run, yep, done, next run, and just keep going and keep going, going. So, yeah, fun experience. Mm. And the art style reminds me of an upcoming game. What is it called? Kato Roboto oh. or something? Oh yes, which is yes. A Metroidvania from Devolver Digital, and I can't yes. wait for that. But game. you're a, you're a cat. I want it now, and it's yes. Metroid. <laughs> Yeah, it it, yeah, straight up. I think it even starts like exactly the same as like Metroid. Yeah, don't you you shoot down onto it? Do you shoot down onto a planet and then you have to get into a suit or something's broken? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. Good. Uh, Adol. Number nine. Number nine. No, number nine is another old game, uh, but it's a game I actually put some time in, and it was missed. What? <laughs> An old game. <laughs> you just steal my just thunder. That, that was my. That was not only on my list, but my number one. Now I have nothing. <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, Knights of Pen and Paper Plus One. Oh, which came out. I don't think this year. <laughs> no, because the second um, one came out this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, did that even come out this year? <laughs> no. I- I don't even think two came out. Um, but what again? So this is a, a what actually took time. It's a game I came back to. Uh, I think it has problems, but I think it sort of models the very mechanics of having a group of friends playing yeah. tabletop D anD D. And if you've ever done that, there's nostalgia that like will bear you through the first five to ten hours of the game. 
uh, as soon as that nostalgia started waning, I didn't sort of stopped caring about it, but I then ended up coming back to it a couple of times just because I was like, because it, it literally, the pre- premise is you're doing that thing that the nostalgia is rather than sort of appealing to the nostalgia in like an abstract way because here are your characters in the thing. You can pretend like you're doing a tabletop RPG, which is the usual things. It's like, no, you're literally just a, a group of people at a table and you can mm-hmm. earn the rights to mm-hmm. more people, which I thought was a really good mechanic. And it, and, and like the, the fact that the, like there's like three types of quests normally would be like, kind of boring but it because they're so exemplary of tabletop like oh i don't know you're good someone asked you to do a thing go do the thing oh now there's a big bad guy like and so like what should be weaknesses because of the pair like the the design end up being strengths because instead of being like i can only do these three things you're like of course i can do only these three things because usually these are the three things gms and rpgs give you advice on like this is all you can do so it's like it's like, what if your GM was kind of lame and only used, like, stock book answers? And it was like, that makes sense. I've had a GM like that. And so, like, the I really liked it because it was, it managed to make me acknowledge the failing, like, the limitations of the game, but in a way that made it feel meta. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, that's, yeah. Nice. It's, it, it's quite humorous as well. I, I remember much so. starting the second one and putting it down after maybe an hour. Because it was it was very much the same thing, and I was I was happy with the experience I had from um, Knights and Pen and Paper Plus One. So I was I just kind of put two down pretty quickly. Yeah, really. I, I see no reason to get two. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, again, I put hours into that when I didn't really put hours into many games, and so that's why it hits my list. Sure. Nice. Uh, let's then move on to our number eights, and back to you, Lucy. Mm, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Oh, oh, nice. It's a period drama? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Starring Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dracula in the game? I guess he plays like a Dracula. I, I, conf- I conflate uh, Bloodstained <laughs> and Castlevania, because they're basically the same. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, from Inti Creates, it's the prequel to Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, I think it's called, yeah. um, which is actually the Sym- Symphony of the Night looking Castlevania game yep. that's coming right. next year. Next year. Um, yeah. But yeah, they just put this out as like, I don't know, to you know get a bit more revenue for, for their ongoing project. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's I think it was about £8 or something. Um, I think it's... Is it sixteen bit? Sixteen bit like Castlevania. It's Castlevania mm. like three point five, right? <laughs> and it's just it's so unapologetically Castlevania in right. everything in terms of like oh the classic knockback, oh the classic you know um, combat in it and stupid lore. platforming sections and and yeah practically the law is something to do with I'm sure vampires or something like that <laughs> I, I don't know but <laughs> but it, it mixes it up in in ways that um make it new and fresh and it's like mm. oh it has multiple characters these characters have different move sets um and you switch mm. in between them all and yeah it's just it, it it's just a call back to Castlevania and it just sent me on a complete Castlevania binge afterwards I played through nice. whole of Castlevania 1 and did I play through no I don't think I played through 3 um, 
played Super Castlevania Four and Symphony of the Night again. It's like oh, that's the just... Castlevania that sat on Krypton. <laughs> I'm just gonna skirt over that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> move on. But it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's it just sent me on a Castlevania binge, and it just reminds me how much I love that series and wish it would come back in a 2D side-scrolling fashion. None yeah. of that 3D crap. Yeah, I never played any of the um, any of the 3D ones. Mm. I don't remember what they're called. Book of Shadows. It's all, it's all like to that. do with music. Something. And I want to play Rondo of Blood, but that's only on PlayStation in that crappy collection. Which is mm, a yes. bummer, to yeah. say the least. <sighs> yeah, I might go download some of the ones on 3DS. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Bloodstain is far better than it has any right to be, and it's mm. a great game. People should Good. play it. Yes, yeah, it's one of those that sat on my list of things I want to get to, uh, but just I haven't found the time yet. I suppose it's mm. kind of it's on the slightly anticipated list. Like, mm. yeah, I, I, I want to <laughs> play this at some point. Not quite as much as these other things, but you know, I don't think I have quite that much. Or as much nostalgia for um, like Castlevania as, as as you do, Luce. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think it was like an instant. You know, well, it definitely wasn't an instant buy for me, but something mm-hmm. I'm interested in. Because did you back um, the, no. the Bloodstained on Kickstarter? I didn't because I. It looks cool, but I don't like the art style. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the art style, but I probably will play it like after playing this because. If this gets like Castlevania free, so spot on, then I imagine, you know, Ritual of the Night is gonna be completely like Symphony of the Night because they're yeah, right. obviously not afraid to make very heavy kind of <laughs> callbacks to the original, <laughs> shall we say? Yeah. It's straight up copying, and it's great. Yeah, and Konami just don't care at this point, so Which it's not I... like they're gonna say anything. Yeah. <laughs> It's got good and bad points, the lack of care of Konami. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. You know, yeah. like, I, I understand it completely. <laughs> you know, it's like, these things don't make enough money. Yeah. Just put it in your arcades and your, you know. Yeah, when you Pez. get to your Castlevania <laughs> Pachinko machines, yeah. Then, yeah. then they might start to kick up some fuss. Um,. Should we should we move on to my number eight? I don't know whether yeah. this is going to feature on yours or not, Lucy. Uh, but it's Moonlighter. No, I never got around to playing that, unfortunately. Oh, did you not? No. Um, I got so, it, and I need to play it. It's on my Xbox. It's. I mean, it. It's a game that sort of was just super compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, that I loved the the loop of. Dungeon crawling and managing the loot that you had to then take back to your shop and then managing the shop and selling the loot. And the idea that you you put your own price on all of this and you kind of had to discover the best price and that that fluctuated depend on how many you'd sold. So, you know, the, the market mm-hmm. was saturated with those. Or, uh, you know, whether people came in, there was, there was characters who came into the shop that would give you, um, you know, like additional... Um, they'd pay one and a half times or, or two times right. for the price. So you'd frantically run around your shop taking off all the really low-priced items <laughs> off of the shelves. So they only had 
expensive ones to buy like that that mini kind of management element to it really uh really endeared it to me and made that like dungeon crawling um element that little bit deeper because you'd go and be like right i can ignore this loot i know that i've got a load of those stashed in a chest i'm not going to make anything from those i need to save my inventory space for something that's going to come back and you know that i can sell for five thousand credits or for fifteen thousand credits or something like that rather than these that go for 15 credits so that the, the just the whole kind of uh loop just just kept me going and kept me going and i think i started to find it um or i found it hard to begin with but it actually kind of opens itself up quite nicely with the the kind of the tacked on rpg elements that it has of uh allowing you to upgrade equipment and and you know be able to then take on the, the the tougher enemies and move to sort of like the next dungeon once you'd beaten the boss in you know in the previous one so uh, i haven't finished it i'm still in the mm-hmm. last dungeon kind of bumming about um not really kind of making much progress and i don't know whether that's because i put it down to play something else and then went back to it and was like wow mm-hmm. I've kind of got a. I don't have to really refamiliarize myself with it. It's a very sort of simple uh, control scheme, mm-hmm. but uh, it was kind of one of those like ah maybe I'll play this for like fifteen minutes and then kind of turning it off and then just not going back to it again and playing something else. But it, it's it's one of those that I'm sat there thinking I've got some time in the next few weeks. This is something I should probably finish. I don't think there's much more of it for mm. me to experience. Yeah, you know, I'm you know very much on the home stretch for it. Uh, so, capitalism yeah, the game, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Ben's top ten. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's one I want to get to e- even quicker now that you lauded mm. so much. So, yeah, good. That's all we have mm-hmm. to say about that. Oh, I have an honourable mention oh. that I forgot. Bad <laughs> Bad North. Oh yes, the strategy mm. game. <laughs> yeah. The only strategy game on your list, I imagine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that one about again? Uh, Vikings come in to attack tiny little islands. Right. Mm. Very pretty. Very hard. <laughs> After a certain point, and I never finished it. So it's like how to train your dragon without the dragons. I've never seen that film. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. I'm just saying, I'm just saying nonsense. They're Vikings. I think it's because of the Vikings, perhaps. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you, sir. Number eight. Uh, you'll be surprised to hear that this is also an old game that I played a bit this year. <laughs> is it Mist? <laughs> no, it's Riven! Hey! Uh, yeah, I did peek on that. Sorry. Um, it is... Oh, fuck. Is it? Make sure I get my list right. <laughs> uh, it is Lego City Undercover. Oh, okay. Oh. I have not played this one yet. Did you get it on uh, Switch? or? Uh, no, I have it on a uh, personal computer. PC, okay. Oh, um, but oh, okay. It, uh, I'd love it on Switch. It, it mm. It's the only open world game I've played this year. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to do so I was gonna say, so feel free everyone to mm. judge me as a filthy casual child man. No, um, like I've heard nothing but good things about that it, game. It it is very accessible, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, it does all the Lego shit that you expect, but I love that you have the open worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 
Part of the problem is, of course, every time you load it, all the destructibles in the world are recreated. So, like, you definitely have infinite money, like mm-hmm. studs, right. because. But um, you collect studs as well as pieces, and certain like puzzles require using pieces. So, for a all ages game, it does. I mean, unless you're like doing a reboot cycle, like I know this place has X. Like, you do have to like kind of figure things out. Uh, when you there's certain spots where you can. You can build on a platform, and in the early game, the only thing you can build is, like, a car station. But as you progress, there's more things you can build, so those spots become more dynamic. Mm. Um, so, for example, you're, like, in the boonies, you don't have a car, you can just build a place that gets you the fast car. Uh, it has, like, stunt jumps and stuff. Um, it has a reasonably well-acted plot. It's, it's like a buddy cop minus the buddy movie <laughs> yes uh, I was about to it, say that yeah I'm sure it's like a buddy cop drama yeah like and, and it's <laughs> it, it, it like deals with tropes including like the like sexy lady at the department who like gives you your gear but yes. what's nice is that the guy who's infatuated with her is just one of the side characters so you never have to like deal with that full frontal Ooh, pardon the pun. Yeah, um, I was like, what? Oh. I thought it was an E for everybody. <laughs> no, but what I mean by that, like, it's it. They they make the like bumbling oaf infatuated with her, so they can exploit that trope without foisting it on the actual main player. Given yeah. the main player might not have that type of feeling, so they could like enjoy that trope with. But because the target's slightly different mm-hmm. than in the standard um, cop dramas, that's great. Like, it's really accessible. It's also just a lot of fun. It's not hard, obviously, but I still enjoyed going through. I'm like probably only like five hours in the game or whatever, like with fucking about and playing some plot. But the plot was interesting, and the mm-hmm. set pieces, because it's a modern Lego game. That's my I guess my only big criticism is that modern Lego games started to really be set piece based versus just generic. Like the old Star Wars ones, where the set piece was described with like dialogue or whatever but you were just going through the level as normal mm-hmm. and now it's like oh now there's a thing you have to do yeah yeah and i kind of like the freedom and the simplicity of the old style where the plot was not changing the gameplay mm. but it's a really fun game uh especially if you have people in your lives who aren't like you know who are younger uh it's a great game to play together etc mm. but i just really i actually just enjoyed the gameplay i like i liked the fact that i could mow down some uh and all the pedestrians obviously automatically jump in the way out of the yeah. way but like you could just get like mow down some park benches and whatever and get some studs and and, and that's fine and it was just yeah it's a, a fun lego game and i think what really grabbed me was one of the reasons I like the lego games is fucking about and now i have a whole city where until i go to point x where the next plot point is mm. all i can mm-hmm. all i'm supposed to do is fuck about yeah yeah i think lego games are great I mean, I've yeah. been playing Lego games for like twenty years. So. Yeah, um, anyway, it's a shame I've missed this one. But it was it's, Wii, it's a, only on Wii U at one point for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and then and then it came out on the Switch and the PC. I think and pretty Xbox close and PlayStation, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, okay. It basically just got a blanket. Out. But yeah, if if you're in the mood for a light-hearted, kid-friendly open-world game, I don't can't think of a better game. Mm. Yeah, play Lego Island <laughs> and deliver pizza. Okay, we'll do that instead, I guess. <laughs> should we should we talk about our next beers? 
Yeah. I thought we were waiting till number seven. Oh, is this it the is, end of seven? We're about to go into seven? number seven. Oh, I know. I, I just I wanted to say that just because I know you've been finished for a while, and I knew you were like, seven's on the way. The Dell said seven. And now I wanted to throw the wrench in, being like, <laughs> sorry, this spanner. Being like, no, I meant after seven. Ben, I'm opening a seven. beer! <laughs> Let the man open a beer. <laughs> um, um, so, I will, I will crack it. Um, so this is the, I'm going to open the yeast. Um, of the trilogy and this is a sour IPA in collaboration with Verdant so mm. it's 6.5% it is 1.064 OG 7 EBCs 25 IBUs and the hops are Amarillo Citra Azaka and Zythos uh, it's also got malted barley wheat oats spelt and lactose and vanilla hops, Jeez, van- yeah, vanilla and hibiscus I say hibiscus interesting Hibiscus, that's rather than hibiscus. Yeah. Well, you can say it however you <laughs> like. <laughs> Point of contention. How do you say hibiscus? I, I've always said hibiscus, but I'm Canadian, so my opinion doesn't matter in this country. No. <laughs> it absolutely does not. Get that's out. fair. We'll pour these. What are you drinking, Adol? Uh, I am drinking a cloud water collaboration with Stillwater Artisanal. Okay. Mm. Which is... Upside down, labeled still yep. water artisanal, yes. cloud water, still water. Yeah, yeah, and it is it stinks. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> just smelling my beer. It stinks. It's a sour pilsner. Oh, so you're drinking a sour as well? Yeah, Good. that's yeah. It's almost like I planned this, knowing what you guys had <laughs> very lightly. Um, this fruited sour pilsner is a collaboration with our good friends from Stillwater Artisanal in New York. We soured with our house lactobacillus culture and fermented with a German Bach yeast before fruiting with lychees and passion fruit puree during fermentation. The yeast is WLP833. The additions are mosaic BBC, canned lychees, passion fruit puree, and the bittering hops are alpha extract and pilgrim CO2. And the malts are bark pills and spelt. It's another spelty. Ooh. We are very well... You know, synchronized today. It's good. I mean, I more so I than any at, other. <laughs> I was just like, I knew there was a sour involved with you guys, mm. but I definitely didn't realize the spelt connection. Yeah. No. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't would... even know any of these had spelt in them. To be fair, mm. so. I mean, um, this this is it's a sour, but it's definitely a sour IPA because the head is there and it's not yeah, moving massively. anytime soon. Mm. And it actually stinks. Does really? It stinks. Like, it stinks sourly or just stinks like no, what, what are the? It smells like. Burning metal. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Fuck! I wasn't. If you just walked into a forge, this is probably the smell you'd get. Now, now I'm interesting to see because um, the brute IPA. I could, knowing that it was in collaboration with Whiplash, I definitely got a taste of like that Whiplash yeast. I mean, I had a Whiplash yeah. beer yesterday, and it's like, and that kind of like just clean, soft flavor that Whiplash had to all their beers. So. I mean, Ben, you've had a sip. Can you taste any hint of verdant in it? Mm, not sure. Oh, it, it stinks. It does. <laughs> the, taste, the taste is very reminiscent of the the smell as well. Really? I was Do expecting I want it to being drink with this? kind of with verdant of it being. It's a little. It's a little toned down in the taste than it is in the in the nose. It's only slightly though. Um, the sour is, is. I mean, it's there. There's a little bit of sweetness to it. Yeah. Not getting, I'm not getting much IPA from it. Um, no. 
I don't yeah. like this. Oh, that's a shame. I do not like this beer. Uh, ben, do you also <laughs> not like this, or are you uh, not quite there yet? I don't think I. I don't think it's. It's not that I don't like it, but I don't think I like it. Um, I think it's very. Um, it, it's it's a sour, but it's just kind of very. Uh, a bit kind of like okay, uh, it's it's it's. What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind it's of sickly sweet it's, for me. I mean, it, yeah, it has got that little bit of sweetness to it, definitely. Like, like to uh, a sickly kind of point. I, I think it's that vanilla and lactose that they put in there. It's like it's, it could it, be. it's like it has drinking that a milk creaminess stout to if it, it went off. Yeah. Mm. It's not quite. You know as... how milk sours <laughs> over mm. time. That's what this reminds me of. Oh no, I don't quite drinking get a... that. I don't quite yeah, get I'm that, but that. it's. It, it, it does have that little bit of carbonation that you think of with the sour, but I think I think you're right. It does have that that lactosey kind of almost creaminess to it. Mm. Um, that it's almost like a it's kind of getting towards like the the build in the mouthfeel of like a cream soda type of yeah. thing. But it, it's got a little mm. bit it's of like fruitiness. a weird cream ale. Yeah, it's got a little bit of fruitiness in the um, in the kind of in the sour element to it, but obviously that's heightened quite a lot to to get that sour kind of build but I don't think with this it's doing very much for me really it's, mm. it's just no I don't like this I'm going to drink it anyway because of course I'm not, fr- I'm not chucking this down the sink it's not It's not as too bad that I'd chuck it down the sink it's just very I mean I've got on record on this podcast saying that I don't really like sour IPAs that much yeah. apart from the um, Buxton one Mm. I was say, I mean, I like sour beers now, but not sour IPAs no, especially. Yeah, it's like um, it's just it's just two two polarizing styles that I don't think work well together. Mm. Like the, say, like a black IPA does. Mm. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! I had a black IPA earlier today. Um, mm. The uh, the one by Brewhouse in Bristol, and it's it's a solid black IPA. It, it does a little poorly on the finish. Uh, in that it does more of the black side than the IPA side, then okay. I want like something le- lingering. Hmm. But it does. I mean, it, it's a black IPA. It does the black side, does the IPA side reasonably nice. well in the main taste. Uh, I will tell you that um, it's like a hazier, but still golden. It's a sour pilsner. So again, mm-hmm. we're closer to the lagery side of things. Yeah. I don't think I've ever um, had a sour pilsner. No, nor I. I mean, that's actually why I picked it up. Um, it was like, oh, I've had sours, I've had sour weird things, but I've never had a sour pilsner. Um, it you, you can easily get the, like, the slightly tropical but mostly sour um, on the nose, that, like, lactobacillus sort of textbook sourness that comes with that yeast. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's interesting. So most of the sourness is offset by that passion fruit puree. Like I okay, I could have told you there's passion fruit in this without reading the can. It's very clearly passion fruit mm. going okay. on here. I mean, let's be honest. I might have said, well, "Is it mango? Is it passion fruit? Is passion fruit mango?" <laughs> I read the can, um, but I'm super. I'm, I'm just surprised at how forward that is. Um, so basically, it starts and it's like, "Hey, I'm a little sour. Isn't this interesting?" Oh, don't worry, there's some sweetness. Like it, it's a really quick transition, and then it leaves me reasonably wet in the mouth. Uh, mouth feels neutral, but like the 
sorry, the, the texture is neutral, mouth feels reasonably wet. Um, but because it's like sour than sweet really quickly, I want to have another sip. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, what just happened? So it's not a case of reaching for it because the finish is making me want to re-cleanse my palate. It's like, I'm not sure what just happened. It's very quick. Yeah. And I think that makes sense given that it's a Pilsner. Mm-hmm. So although they've added a lot of hops post-hack, or post-hawk, it's still, those hops don't do enough because, yeah. again, they're additions. They're not, like, the main hops. Mm. It's nice. It's good. It sounds good. Yeah. Oh, man. This Better is, than us. It, it's quite good. Um, I'm just surprised because, <laughs> so, it starts a little sour, goes sweet, and then the finish is really light, and it's a sour again. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and But, again, the sour is really light. It's a very... I mean, it's cloud water. You shouldn't be surprised that it's quite a light, nuanced move. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, this is not what I expected, although I didn't know what I expected. This is yeah. a very, very mm. quality beer. If you have a chance to look, get the Stillwater Artisanal upside down level layer level good lord label (laughs) blue can (laughs) it's worth trying because i haven't quite had such a light beer with such a nice nuanced sort of back and forth while Mm -hmm. still being short yeah it's really excellent beer um yeah i'm i'm really like it good i wish i was in your seat not having to smell this <laughs> terrible smelling Whose beer. choice was this beer? <laughs> yeah. It's like, just just as you go and sip it, it's like, it's quite interesting how, like, if it just smells bad, you know you're not in for a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's, yeah, what I'm have, not going to say what, it. Just I don't know what yeast they, okay, a deal. God. <laughs> I, I already want to puke because of this beer. Don't make it even worse. <laughs> let's, let's talk about some games then, Lucy, and we'll move on mm. to our number seven. What, are we on seven or six? Seven. I can't seven. remember. Okay. Um, I might oh, need to get a it's... fourth beer. <laughs> I might. <laughs> Just to watch down some this here. swill. But anyway, uh, genital jousting ah. is my number seven. Very early one this year. I think mm. it came out in January or maybe February. But yeah, it's um, John Tudorson came out at least in early access last year, I think. Yeah, but it was a it's a multiplayer it's, game, wasn't it? Yeah, and, uh, it's a party game. Yeah, I've never actually played the multiplayer, but I just bought it on a sale one time, just on a whim. It's like this looks very fun and stupid, and then you know, just out of nowhere, um, they said, "Oh yeah, there's been an update. We've added a single player story." Mm. And I was like, "Okay." I mean, if. I don't think I want to go into too much detail about what genital jousting is, but <laughs> why not? <laughs> just look, just look at a uh, screenshot on the Steam page, and that's everything you need to know. <laughs> but um, the the story, like the single player, is it, it's the closest that I think we will come to a Stanley Parable sequel. Yes, it's very. Uh, yeah. It's 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 basically an adventure game. You play as titular character. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a peen. And um, it's just basically his, you know, heartfelt, emotional, relatable story about mm. how, you know, he's got a school reunion coming up and he's yep. like, what have I done with my life? I need to find a date. I need to get married. I need to have children or something before all this day comes. And it's just his, you know, just his spiral into madness at trying to be a 
normal human being, which is quite hard to do. I when know from first hand experience. Yes, especially when you're a peen. <laughs> and it's just got this really hilarious narrator who is probably British because you can only be in a narrator if you're British. But um, just, I mean, that's that's my plan in the new year mm. is if I uh, get a, if I can't find a job in philosophy, I'm just mm. going to be like, I'm going to be an upheaval in the marketplace of indie games. And be like, <laughs> no, no, North American narrators—they're the new thing. Yep. <laughs> There's definitely they a market there you. for you. <laughs> they won't have no. you. They'll throw no. you at. But yeah, it's just how, how the narrator You know what's going to happen is we're going to on... say that, and then like, what, your address is in the UK, so we'll hire a North American narrator, but you're not the one. Exactly. You turn up, and you're just, they just laugh you out of the room. Like... <laughs> it's like, this guy's Canadian. Yeah. No, they'll probably say you're a yank first, and then you'll say yeah. a boot, and then That's they'll realise they've made a mistake. But yeah, how the narrator just comments on all the stupid crap you're doing in that game, and yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's like one of the funniest games I've ever played. It just came out of left field. It is, you know, it is pun mildly funny. intended. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's on my list be- ever since we talked about that single player. I'm like, I want to try this out. I just want to mm-hmm. like have a stretch of time to really like, you know, take my time, edge mm-hmm. a little. Mm. It's oh, not so long good. either, is it? No, it's probably about like two, three hours or something like that. Yeah, just it's just about getting a peen dressed, getting a peen to walk through a field, and just just stupid, hilarious physicsy kind of yeah. gameplay. It's just it's it, it sounds like it, it's it's <laughs> it's like in the same genre of like that goat game, but yeah. goat simulator, more, yeah, but, yeah. but with mm. much more thought. Mm. Yes, with a narrative, yes. I suppose. Well, yeah. I, I say like, I've not mm. played Goat Simulator for a long time, so I don't know what they've yeah. added to that. Yeah, I mean that game I mean, the is Goat intentionally game was just... buggy and yeah, yeah. But it is. But like... I mean, in the sense of like mm. irreverent nonsense, love yeah. putting some random thing in yeah. the place of a person. I'd say it's a bit more like Manual Samuel, which is actually a pretty oh, good fair. game. Mm. Yeah. That fuck that game's good. Yeah, I yeah. like Manual Samuel. It's really nice. good. Mm. Good. Um, I'm going to move on to mine, but I don't know whether it's going to feature. I assume it will feature on your list, Lucy. So we're not going to talk about it. But well, my number seven, or we'll talk about it later. My number seven is Return of the Obra Dinn. Yep. Yes, I'm doing the hand. The signal, signal has yeah. been given, we'll, so we'll we're talk, moving we'll on later. later. <laughs> I, I really like how we established a hand signal, and then now that we finally had to use it, we're like. I am doing hand signals. We've got to point which, out. Anyone watching will be case, like, what the fuck? I tuned in, in. I don't know what's going on. What's hand signal? No, no one's doing that. The point of the hand signal was we could seamlessly move to... This was my number There's nothing seven. seamless about this podcast, let's, let's be honest. It's true. No, there never has been and never will be. At all. Number seven, sir. Oh, shit. Am I on again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the hand oh, movement yeah, yeah, yeah. was done. It, it's um, that game I played with the dinosaurs. Oh, oh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic, World. Jurassic Park Genesis. No, no. Jurassic World. <laughs> Jurassic something. <laughs> the oh, Telltale game. I mean, Jurassic World Evolution. <laughs> yes. the, the game by the theme park people. Um, I have no, talked at length no, about no, it. No, 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 no. The, the game by the Planet Coaster Sorry, people? Sorry, that's right. Yes, you're right. Yes. yes. Sorry. I apologize to everyone involved. It's fine. <laughs> Um, the theme park people are like, fuck, did we make this? 
fucking hell. I mean, technically, <laughs> I might have been describing a genre rather than a specific <laughs> sure. game. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, clearly yeah. not what I was meaning, but I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> double down on that. Um, I, despite the failings of that game, I played a lot of hours of that game. I got mm. to... I passed the second last island and then finally gave up. Um, th- there are problems, um, but it's still a really gratifying, especially in the short run, mm-hmm. fucking Jurassic Park simulator. Um, yes. And, yeah. like, one of my problems is if I was running Jurassic Park, I wouldn't want to fight, make animals fight, and at some point you have to do it to progress. Mm. And... <laughs> You have to do this bizarre cockfighting game. It's like no, exactly. you must like, fight. <laughs> yeah, and it's like this, this is really weird, and so like the basis doesn't really make sense with respect to the movies, because mm. obviously everyone yeah. involved with these parks, except for Inagen, where who, Inagen didn't want to make the animals fight; they wanted to make the animals fight humans as like. Oh yeah, wasn't that that thing in the mu- movie when they train them to be like soldiers? Yeah, the point wasn't that the point wasn't what? a cockfighting room. I'm sure, I'm it sure was, in like the first it, it was. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Po- the point was we want to exploit these as battlefield things, but not. I the can enemy just imagine a raptor them. in like an army hat and like holding yeah. a machine gun. <laughs> and so ah. it, it didn't really make sense, except for this like weird orthogonal idea of if I make them all fight, then the one that's best will be the best soldier and it's like well that doesn't really make sense because they all pro- pretty well kill humans easily yeah, um, I, come on man that film is awful it is awful um so i mean but so it held me for i'm gonna say 10 to 20 hours something along those lines i could look it up it held me for a number of did it help having ian malcolm yeah. doing a lot of the um, oh he didn't do the, that the many narration. most of the narration was done by the three heads of the three things you have to balance oh, science man. and you have to What's basically every <laughs> island you had to balance the entertainment faction versus the science faction versus the security faction mm-hmm. but that just meant doing various missions or like side quests for them and then you could potentially have them all up and high and so it was never like really a thing it was just yeah. like which one will i tackle first um sure what my biggest problem was as soon as I opened the gates to, well, let's make them fight, because I had to, it got pretty samey. It was like, I could I could make an arena in the... Because like, I got far enough in the game, I unlocked the um, sandbox island. You could just make a fucking sandbox and throw dinosaurs and see what happens, but most hmm. of the animations are the same. Sure. Uh, for, for the kill animations, etc. And so it was really just... What are the dice rolls going on in the background? On whether it's it's like if two equally matched dinosaurs happened and one hit first, and it was like, well, unless they fail a dice roll, they'll win. And it was really, and then the animation's the same. And it's like, well, I didn't want to start this thing, and now you've made me start it, and it's super underwhelming. <laughs> um, and so my biggest complaint about that game is it could have been so much more like Planet Coaster, where you cared, like you could click on the people and see what they wanted, and mm. you could do more with the venues, etc. Like. It's a Jurassic Park simulator. The park is important, and um, yeah, and but like my my fanboyism for Jurassic Park, the original movie, and dinosaurs mm, in general, made me overlook. Movie. Yeah, made me overlook these things. I knew they were problems. I knew them were problems before yeah. I bought the game, and yeah, I still bought I, the I game had... and I still liked it. But no, that's good. I think they had yeah. quite a quick turnaround on that game as well. They had to they had to bash that out quite quickly. <laughs> 
I think after yeah. they were given the um, and I think a lot of it had to licenses. do with licensing etc because mm. like I can't imagine they couldn't have added some of this more deep park level stuff that they had in Planet Coaster World whatever yep. the last Planet Coaster was and I'm pretty sure it was just like we don't want to deal with customer des- dissatisfaction etc we want these yeah. all to be just random people and like if you end up making like um, apocalypse style like mid movie act two scenarios there was no real mapping between the number of people that the console told you were in the park and the number of little bodies that were in the park yeah and it was like well that's a shame yeah so it didn't give me the satisfaction of like when I've built a sim sim city and destroyed it because it was very clearly kind of arbitrary yeah um but if you want, I mean, I'm sure it's on sale now and, and, and much cheaper. It is. It is on sale today in the Steam sale, in fact. Yeah. So I think if you want like 10 hours and you just want to build parks and solve some simple like park puzzles and have the opportunity to just like delete fence and have the raptors go through. And also like the first time you build an island with things like raptors, you get pissed off at them because they're it's so hard to please certain animals. But... I guess the problem is it, it's once you understand the dynamics, even some of the like herbivores will still bust out fences because. But once you understand that it's literally like they need a minimum population of their their species, which is shown in a bar, and they need a minimum a mac, minimum maximum population of people in the same pen, and a certain amount of forest and a certain amount of water, and then it's just like oh, I know like so like I could recreate the same pen that I figured out an island one all the way through of herbivores and know that I wouldn't have a problem. Sure. Because yeah, yeah. there's no dynamics on it. It's just like, find the static level, that's fine. And so mm. that kind of sucked when I got further in the game because it was like, I figured out enough things through the progression of the islands that I could just make individual pens that I know will just be fine. And then it's just, what's this new thing? And it's a small minor thing. Yeah. And then I end up just being bored and putting a T-Rex in the, her- in well, the Diplodoxus. It's one of the reasons <laughs> it doesn't feature higher on your list, I suppose. Yeah. But I mean, but I think it did. So I think it's a really good early mid-game game, and it just suffers dramatically on yeah. the end game. Sure. But that doesn't you, mean it's not fun. Are you interested in the DLC? Dr. Wu's DLC? Or, or no. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like fair enough, I'll I'll probably go back to it mm-hmm. uh, when I'm bored to finish that last island, mm. uh, and maybe fuck around on the sandbox. But I mean, like I said, one of the problems, like the only really interesting thing on the sandbox is like pushing your machine to the limits and being like, how many big fucking things? Like, how big of a pen can I have, and how many things yeah. can I release and see what the carnage is? Because I mean, if you want to know which statistically which uh, dinosaur will beat the other ones. People have done the YouTube videos. Like sure. you know that this thing like will beat the raptor every time. So it's like, well, I don't need to watch those animations. Mm-hmm. So what might be interesting is like a more battle royale. Like, what if I put this random population <laughs> of things with these other things? But again, that's it's already it's... a game though. That 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 simulation game. I can't remember what it's called. Where you can just put like tanks and on. Machine guns on like a rhino, <laughs> face it off against. I don't know what this is. Like, I know this is number one game for all of us. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, I know it's what like you're talking about. Battle I can't simulator or something. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so, it's yeah, brilliant. It's just, it's just <laughs> as soon as you understand the mechanics of the game, similarly with the, like, the shops and stuff, you're like, you could play the game through without ever adjusting the shops on what they sell and how much they sell it. And as soon as you understand that that's a thing, it's just a matter of, literally, you just start pushing buttons on the thing saying, how many staff members... Uh, what thing are you selling? What price? And then it tells you what the um, profit per hour is. So you're just like, okay, I'll maximize this and come back to it in an hour. Yeah. Mm. And so even that part is just like, well, I'm just all I'm doing is seven clicks with on each building for the same mm. reason and and the same grounding. And then, I'm starting to fail to see why this is. Yeah, honest. a little bit. Let's we talked about this enough now. Let's move on. Let's move on to number six in our list of games. Lucy, number six for you. This is where my list starts to get a, a bit crazy because it's like, oh, anything could have been number six, anything could be five, four. Okay. Okay. And three. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, let me get the right title. Uh, Marvel's Spider Man. I don't think it's just called Spider Man, uh, isn't it? Marvel oh, TM Spider Man. I, I think you're right. I think it's Marvel's Spider Man. I would make, I would make the motion, <laughs> but actually, this yes. is also my number six. Yeah, I mm. thought it would be. <laughs> you, you both have it at number six. Mm, I was like, it is. I don't think this is going to Marvel Spider-Man PS4. <laughs> yes. Stupid name, Spider-Man. Yep. Tobey Maguire's yeah. Spider-Man. It's um, not Tobey Sam Maguire. Raimi's Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. You know that that the fucking shitty fanboys yelled at the studio for so long thing, to get that stupid suit that I, I hate and it sucks because there's no way Peter I, Parker I opened could the have game made up today. It. I like, I like the shit. suit. What is it in the yep, game? Put in today. Yeah, they, they actually yep. did it. Fan fanboys petitioned for so, for so long that they put yeah, it in I, the game. I know, but it's like the people who are nostalgic for that suit are probably my age. Mm-hmm. And are therefore too old to be complaining. <laughs> That's yeah, not how that works. So the game itself. I, to be honest, I use the um, comic book suit, yeah, and I never shaved. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Suit, yeah. yeah, that's the, the cell shaded yep. comic book one. Oh man, that sounds great. Um, it's very good. Yeah, really good. I can't uh, wait for Ben to be done with the DLC so I can borrow the game and play. Hey, I'm, I'm, I've just <laughs> I, I, finished the I second one. The can I just finish the second one? Or I'm oh, very close to finishing the second one. So oh, the third okay. one comes the out third tomorrow. one's out this Friday. Yes. yes. Oh, I'm aware. I'm, I'm hoping Ben will Christmas. take some time and finish it. And then when I go over for Christmas, he can give me <laughs> Probably. Yes. Probably. And then, is, and then yeah. I'll put it in front of God of War because I don't care as much about God of War as playing Zion by Spider-Man. Yeah, because um, this... It was, I was thinking... I don't want to compare God of War and Spider-Man, but I had much more fun playing Spider-Man than God of War. Um, it's it's just it makes you feel like a kid again, like just playing something that's just all about fun. There's nothing yeah. to. I mean, the story gets a bit heavier at a certain point, but it's just like it's just gratuitous in like how over the top fun that game yeah, is and completely. how good it feels to play and um i mean they got the swinging down to oh. a t you know um the combat is like very batman arkham games but it it's is. but it's i think it's better <laughs> you know it's like it flows yeah it flows quite well yes yeah. definitely it, it isn't just all one, about counters yeah. exactly it's one of the things that i was thinking uh whilst playing today mm. uh how how good the movement in that game is mm-hmm. Yeah, how easy it is to just swing through a city and a, a random crime will pop up and you can just drop in and so start seamless. going 
and mm. it just it just flows straight into that mm. you know getting the drop on people or, or perching on a nearby like lamp and uh, street light and just being able to to lift people up mm-hmm. um it, it just works so well yeah. in its movement i think it it doesn't feature higher on my list because uh, like story-wise i don't think i cared that much i i genuinely liked the story yeah and especially at the end it was like oh god I, i'm getting a bit choked up here didn't yeah. cry this is one <laughs> of the games that actually didn't make me cry on the list but it's just like <laughs> you know i really enjoyed i thought the story was better than it had any right to be i didn't expect mm. anything from the story and i thought it was really good um you know, playing all the different characters, even though the Miles and um, Mary Jane sequences could get a bit annoying at times. I think it was nice yeah, to break slightly. up the play, yeah. uh, and there were some genuinely good missions, like the one in the. Uh, it's going to be light spoilers for this podcast, but like in in the Osborne like penthouse suite, definitely, yeah, yeah, in the train station when you're seeing, you know, directing Spider-Man. That's mm. so cool. That's but a really yeah, good one. <laughs> I mean, I love Spider-Man as a character, you know, So as does everybody else. So it was great to have a game where they actually did well by the character mm. and just overall a very good game as yeah. well. Yeah, and it's like, I expected it to be fantastic because just come, it's, it's Insomniac and after playing Sunset Overdrive, you're just like, okay, they know how to nail the feel of their games. Yeah, and just very much so. I mean, having a what, beloved character on top of that is just yeah, fantastic game. I mean, one really one of the reasons why I was hesitant to sell my Xbox is because I was like, ah, I want to play more of that Sunset Overdrive, and there's no other platform. Like it was such a good it's game. On PC just, now. There is now. Is it? Yeah, came oh, to PC a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'll do Which that at some point then because yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed that game in a very. I played the hell out of that game. Played all the DLC as well. It's yeah, great. Mm. Cool. Nice. Uh, Adol, yeah. let's move on to your number six. I don't think I've got much that I can add to, to what you said, really. All right, because you both were that. Yep. Uh, my number six is a little game that Ben introduced to me to, Ooh. which is called Cycle 28. Oh, nice. I really the enjoyed game. it. Yeah. Uh, no, oh no! Sorry, I was thinking. I was thinking of game. Energy Cycle. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, Cycle 28. Yes. Um, I Very definitely good. haven't checked in with the community. I have no idea what the progression of mm. the meta narrative was, but I loved. Someone figured it that out. I did. Yep. Mm. I don't want to know. <laughs> um, so I've come back to it a couple of times. I just I enjoy the simple gameplay loop of the game, and I enjoy that there's something else going on, and I don't really want to know the little bits and pieces that other people mm-hmm. have found out, especially if someone's found out the whole thing. Mm. It's a game like uh, I came back to a handful of times in the year. Not a lot, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes here and there. But yeah. it's, like, the, the gameplay loop still held me. I really enjoyed it. It was just like, um, but why, why it's there is because I'm intrigued by what might be the case. And the gameplay loop was still good every time I returned to it. It, it felt fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it's my number six because nice. yeah. I, I thought yeah, like so like minute um, I tried to come back to after the first thrust and I mm-hmm. just didn't know remember enough and it, it sure. seemed like I yeah, needed to. It's probably to. best to start again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so because that's what got a, like a through line plot and adventure. Yeah, whereas and, and so Cycle this is 
pick up and go arcade yeah. game. And so this good. wasn't this isn't a knock as Minic, it's just the reason why I could easily return to Cycle twenty eight where I couldn't with Minic is because the gameplay dynamic is different. Mm. And even if mm. I couldn't remember the narrative moves, I could easily pick up the game. Sure. Yeah. Because the gameplay di- the game mechanics are very simple. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to master but very simple. And so yeah. that, that's why I thought it was worth ranking because I'm still intrigued by the overall story, and mm. I could easily pick it up time and time again, and I probably will again. Yeah, I mean, I love arcade games, and the fact that this one has a story that will just not just not just high scores and unlocking new abilities will compel you to go on. There's also the story, and it's like don't usually have that in arcade games. It's usually here's the here's your objective. Do it. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, I was really intrigued, and I think the first few passes to that game definitely were like, mm. maybe I can figure out something that other people couldn't. And then obviously, when I left it alone for months, I was like, <laughs> I will never catch up to the other people who are paying attention to this. Yeah, but mm. it definitely was a reason for me to go back. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay, the like simplicity, but hard to master. Like the like these are the variables, but it's still hard to do. Yeah. Is what kept me going back, even though I knew I would never be that person. Nice. We need we need more arcade games. Definitely, yeah. yeah I bought Miss Pac-Man on like Xbox, especially with Housemark moving out <laughs> of that the other day. scene. As well. Yeah, and that's such a shame. Yeah. Going to battle royale, so what are you doing? Yes, yes. We should see how that. Is it Storm, uh, Storm Divers? That's not going to pan out right. well. Not Let's move well. on to games we have played. <laughs> and uh, it's our top fives now. Number five. Oh, Adel is smashing Do number fives towards me. <laughs> My eyes are wide. Lucy! Mm. You're number five. Uh, God of War. Move on, yes, move on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ben, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Mutant Year Zero. Oh. A massively latecomer to my list. Mm. I only played it a few weeks ago. Um, uh, you know, Regular listeners will have heard me speak about this last week and the week before. So I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it just—I mean, it's uh, looking at my list. It is the like that. It comes in highest for any strategy game. I think it might be the only strategy game actually in my top ten. Uh, but it, it, it melds that uh, that tactical turn-based combat with that free roaming, that stealth sort of section so well. Mm. Um, it feels like a tabletop game. You know, we were talking about. Knights of Pen and Paper, it, yeah. it, it, it being that tabletop experience, um, this is kind of a tabletop experience in a, in a very different way and much more kind of as, you know, we were kind of alluding to almost, you know, as things like Baldur's Gate or XCOM and, and, and stuff like that kind of tries to do. Uh, Mutant Year Zero just, just melds those two kind of genres together really well that it keeps it fresh the whole way through. It's not too long. It doesn't send you on crazy side quests. Uh, it's 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 very slick and just works really really well. Um, That's really good hit to hear because like you were looking forward to that game. And yeah, didn't disappoint for you. Uh, no, not great. at all, not at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, 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 I'm pretty sure I'll probably use the term in the next five games or four games of um, like personality and it's uh, like the characters. Um, mm. They just the, mm. you get a sense of their personalities through this, you know. That, even that with Duck the Man looks lines. weird. They do look weird. I mean, they look weird. <laughs> I don't think he looks Duck weird. Man I mean, no, Duckman Duck from the Tartan Duckman looks weird because he doesn't really look like a duck. 
But yeah, he is voiced like, by Jason Alexander, so there's that. Also, if you've never watched Duckman, if you've oh. never watched Duckman, it has aged really poor, poorly. Duckman's a horrible misogynist. Oh. But the the, the cartoon like for a 90s one. thing yeah. is, uh, is reasonably entertaining. Mm. I'd rather watch other du- things like DuckTales and Count Ducky. Let's move on, Adol, <laughs> to your... No, wait. Do we do Lucy's? Yes, we did. Yeah, mine did. was me. We lived on, yeah. Really so, Adol, <laughs> your number five, sir. Uh, my number five is DuckTales. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's actually another... Uh, I mean, surprise, surprise. It's a game that I, I don't know if it came out this year, but I played it for the first time on the Switch this year. It's Golf Story. Oh, nice! Golf Story, so good. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the stupid story and the very simple, (laughs) the very simple golf mechanics and how. Hey, those get hard towards the end. You have to like like, into like wind direction. Yeah, I wasn't doing that for the entire game, so I was like, (laughs) "What the hell?" So why I liked it a lot was the it was never really a golf game, but it it, like (laughs) simulated golf in a reasonable way, and like you said, Lucy. It did ramp up, so you had to think of more, quote-unquote, golf variables. Mm. But what... Sorry, cat is peering on table. Um, what what kept you there was the silly story. Yeah. And I mm. thought it did it really well. And, like, if you weren't into games, it would work really well. You could get through the game without sort of doing the golf right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a silly, fun, easy-to-play game. And because of that, I finished it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because that's quite. Yeah, it's probably about to, maybe took me ten, twelve hours. Maybe I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it skirts the line between. Oh yes, this is a light-hearted puzzle game, and if you want to get into it, like the golf parts and by oh, all yeah, means. And but yeah, the art style is just great. It looks like you know classic sixteen-bit. Well, it's it's a sixteen-bit mm. like. SNES RPG, which means mm. it has like some JRPG elements in the sense of like how it works, but it's very yeah. accessible and yeah. Obviously, you don't have like bullshit random encounters, etc. But like it, <laughs> it just it worked really well yeah. with nostalgia and also being a newcomer, and it was accessible but not stupid easy. Sure. Mm. So yeah. like one of the things I would say like versus Lego City Undercover is like anyone can beat that game. And you need to play a little bit of the golf to play, beat this game, but yeah. that all you need is a little bit of it to get mm. the story across. Yeah. But if I'm, you wanted to do the golf, you could still do it right. So like it scaled well without limiting the plot, and I found that yeah. really fruitful. And I thought that it always kept the puzzles fresh because it's like, yeah. oh, there's only so many things we can do if you know that center around golf <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. but they always manage to keep it fresh and exciting yeah. all the way up to the end and best use of HD rumble to date yeah mm. nice nice only available on switch I believe yeah, so. yeah, 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 I believe mm. so, yeah okay okay no chance of playing it that's fine Spy i could damn lend, switch i could lend you my switch for I've got, a, I've got a baby while. who eats fucking money it's fine just yes yeah, so i buy a will but we'll swap <laughs> No, it's too late. You said you want to feed your baby money instead. I don't know why you want to do that. That's your that's your plan. Let's I'll borrow Spider-Man at Christmas, this. and you'll feed your baby money when you could have borrowed a Switch. That's fine. This is your choice. 
Oh no! What a terrible mistake I've made. Mm. Let's move on to number fours, Lucy. Four is mm. Return of the Overdin. Ah. No, no, no. We've already is, moved on from that already, one. Yeah, oh, wait, so well, this is where we talk number? about it. Uh, so I, I've lost track. <laughs> exactly, what, what Lucy. <laughs> Let's yes. talk about Return of the Overton. <laughs> I'll just yes. lean back in my chair and pretend I haven't fucked things up. <laughs> it's one of those games where you wish you could experience all over again and just forget that you ever played it, like, the first time round. It's, it, it, it's just a geniusly made puzzle game. Mysterious, odd, quirky story where it's like, oh, everybody on this boat dies in horrible, horrible ways. Mm. Figure out who they are and how they died, and it. I, I mean, I remember like playing a very short demo of this game years ago when Lucas Pope just put out, "Oh, here's here's my concept for this new game. Like, uh, see what you think." And you know, I, I didn't know what to think at that point because it was yeah. just the very start of the game. Yeah. But you know, actually playing it and then seeing how over the top and crazy that story gets and how intricately designed everything is it's like everything is just just comes together in such a perfect way where the puzzles make you feel like a genius where it's like no yeah this was absolutely intended to make you go along this certain route yeah, this certain, much, certain track yeah. to figure out these things and it, it's just there's nothing else like it there's nothing else like it that game anywhere else on the market completely and, uh, I, I love yeah. that it, it kind of it eases it eases you in that uh, you know and it, it, because it's playing backwards so the final yeah. chapter the first right. sort of few names that you get you know you kind of thinking to yourself oh okay what was what what happened on this ship this is really intriguing kind of like these characters um, you don't even no idea who they are and you can pinpoint maybe like two people perhaps in the first sort of sequence like, okay mm -hmm. what happens and as it unfolds you're like fuck where, like where the fuck has this come from like jeez <laughs> uh, and it, it yeah. just builds on that really well and as a as a whole it's a super super well crafted uh, puzzle brilliant super well crafted story that must have taken so long <laughs> yes. for Lucas right. Pope to kind of chart out and then to, to, and then work not... it backwards mm. and kind of work yeah. out where you're going to have those points like mm -hmm. just seems like he must have put so much into yeah. the into the crafting of this of this story mm -hmm. and how it would unfold yeah nothing's coincidental in that game everything is there for a purpose and it's like there's so many ways that you can figure out these solutions mm. it's like oh i figured that out because you know this guy is wearing a turban or this guy's got a certain weapon and this right. is on his bunk bed and yeah or, there's so or, many different ways with these other people like yeah yeah, yeah. or it's I mean, like oh he's standing next to this guy who's you know a one of the captain's right hand man, so he must be a midshipman or something like that. And it's just, yes, it's yeah, just or crazy. His assistant or something like yeah. Yeah, so and it's like mm. yes. I was just say it's my mm. most anticipated game I've missed this year mm -hmm. because mm. of yeah. the way you both talk about it. Yeah, you will like, love it, Adil. The, like I, I don't know no how God you can of, play this and not like this game. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no God yeah. of War, no Spider Man. It's like mm -hmm. this game is the one that, based on the way you guys both describe mm -hmm. it and are effusive about it. I want mm. to play. I mm. own it. I've avoided it because <laughs> my dissertation. Yeah. That's the As game. You I'll pro 
Yeah, that's the game I'm probably going to turn to first. If I'm perfectly mm-hmm. honest, that's the game I want to play that yeah. I've avoided because I have other commitments. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's why I don't want to say too much more on yeah. it because that is Completely. best experience when I mean, you know I could, nothing. I, I could... mm. let's, let's no, I'm not going to say anything on. else, so but yeah, yeah, yes, it's like... We can talk about it again mm. when you do. Um, my number four, <laughs> I expect the hand motion. My number four is Florence... No, th- this one didn't make my list because I knew it would be on yours. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this, this. I absolutely love this game. Uh, Me too. <laughs> it's it tells such a that's a Lucy's gamble. <laughs> yes, <laughs> high flying Lucy's gamble. Mm. That one. Um, it it tells such a brilliant, concise story that you you want more from. Like, yeah, I think it ended at the right moment but you're kind yes. of sat there thinking oh I just I just want to know mm. just want to know what happens next mm-hmm. uh, it, like uh, gameplay wise I think it works for a mobile platform perfectly um, and it, and again it was the right length to not start mm. to repeat those motions that you were doing um, and it just gets so much it just gets so much right yeah. that it, it doesn't it doesn't have uh, at least I don't think it has any faults, really. No. Um, super, <laughs> super compelling and relatable story. Really accessible. Yeah. yeah. Com- I mean, very, it's installed on my phone. Mm. I've just not engaged it for yes. the reasons I just keep banging on about, which yep. is just like, uh, I don't want. I don't. <laughs> I'm afraid of games. Even even I mean, games it, that like I know have good grounding and are short I, I have an irrational fear of them because I need to finish this dissertation because it's yeah. taken me a million years yeah. but at the same point the ones that you guys have told me don't have this longevity are the ones I'm going to reach for first sure. that's why I've installed yeah. it on my my phone but I'm hesitant about reaching for it I think it's it's one that um, you you know I'm you know I'm in a, in a my partner's just appeared my wife's just appeared hello I'm in a in a you know a, a great place currently you're yeah, only saying that humble brag even, even, even it's not what you're saying five minutes ago sorry just open the damn I'm trying to open a fucking bottle of yeah. champagne um, that this this story even are you I'm no, sat there stop it's talking so, just so concentrate on the thing you're failing at I can't get it give me a tea towel. No, no. Get me a tea you towel. use your man girth. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a glove here because it's so cold out here. I need to wear gloves mm. when I type and click my fucking mouse. Um, it, the story of Florence is just so fucking relatable. It just, it just, yes, it just it hits you. Mm-hmm. No, Florence Nightingale. No, a game called Florence, which I've told you multiple times to play. Yes, she should. Fuck, I can't open that. You have to get a sword. Yeah, but I, as I say, it's Whoa. like very accessible. Like anybody can play, it and it shows. Is it really how? Tough? It's really fucking in there. <laughs> no, I mean we've talked I about mean, genital look, joust thing. We can't yeah. repeat yeah. that. <laughs> but it just showcases like how good you can make a mobile game for that platform, and that like the tactile feel of it and the puzzles and how everything is centered around like the user. There like, we go. Hey, hey. move it away <laughs> from the plug. <laughs> Yeah, everyone stop. If you're not watching the video, that's fine. You missed the thing. Yes. Bye, Gim. Bye. Sorry, Lucy. Yes, yes accessible. Yeah, just, just accessible. Like, everything centered about the the user experience. and Yeah, completely. Like, how it just ties in with that platform being on mobile and the touch interface so well. 
and mm-hmm. throughout that game I had a massive smile on my face it's a very bittersweet story but it yeah. was so as you say relatable engaging and yeah didn't stop smiling throughout, mm. throughout that Excellent. entire playthrough yeah through. completely completely mm. Um, um, wait, was that number four? That was number four. Ado, you're number four, sir. Yeah, I was just say I can't remember which ones I've done. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was free. My four is, again, a game that I know Lucy's played, but it's a game I played this year. Uh, it's a game on the Nintendo Switch called Super Mario Odyssey. Oh! Very good game. Because I bought it late and really liked it. Um... I think my biggest complaint about the game is the real game happens post-plot. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, just, it's, like, it, it's really yeah. weirdly designed in a way mm. that they didn't need to do. But yeah, like, it, the fun of that game is finding the things yeah. in the worlds. And the fact that yeah. you don't need to do that to finish it is mm. a weird disconnect. Yeah, um, it's way too easy. The main story—it's like yeah, I mean, you just walk and like there's a moon in front of you. It's like yeah. yes, you can make it accessible for children. It's like they have settings in the setting, you know, yeah, in but the, the menu point... where you can change that. But it's just, oh, it's so, so that is my why, biggest gripe. Yeah, with that game. my why I like that game is because the actual challenges of finding the goddamn moons is really hard. All of them. Mm. Mm. What I hate about that game is I'm sorry. I grew up on goddamn Mario one through three. Those Same. things were tough. I was a kid. I figured it out. Yeah. Take the baby gloves off. <laughs> like, no one yes. needs to be walked through the plot of the game. The point of Mario games is getting a majority of whatever the collectible thing is, mm-hmm. at least in the post, like, Mario World world, um, and finishing the game. But, like, mm-hmm. splitting it in this way felt really weird because I think they were trying to say, like, Oh, but we could just be like Mario 1, 2, 3, where it doesn't matter what you collect, you just finish the game if you finish the game. But also, mm-hmm. after the Mario world, it mattered like how many stars you finish the game, so why don't we do it this way? But the you lose the fact that on Mario 1, 2, 3, it was hard. Yeah. So yes. just finishing it was enough of an accomplishment. Who cares sure. how many points, coins, stars you have? And then well, Mario World introduced the idea of you could finish it with a minimum of X or with a maximum of X, but you could still finish it. And this seems like a weird middle ground where they're like, we recognize that no one wants to collect all of the things, but also we're going to water down the things. Yeah, it's it like, felt no. like qu- quantity over quality, which some yeah. of those means. Yeah, yeah and the, the problem is that the approach fails on both ends. It fails on the initial plot. I love how we're going through your top games and you're just criticising <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did you forget that I'm an asshole philosopher? I don't sure. know how to not analyse things to death. So no, like, but yeah. It, so so I, the, I the problem is that like, it fails on the initial motivation because it's too easy and then, on, and then things just become nonsensical on the other side. Well, mm. like and, on the original Mario games, and, there was a difficulty in finishing. So, and there was an added difficulty on adding the extra things, and that then it became just well, you can finish it whenever. But also, we're just having arbitrarily large amount of stars that you just have to find. Yeah, and the fact that you could only get some stars with motion controls absolutely awful. <laughs> yeah, two out of ten game, yeah. awful. Jesus, but, um, cat. Yeah, I, I, um, mean, I mean, having said all that, yeah, I like those are critiques because it could have been so much better. 
I really enjoyed the game. I enjoyed finding the moons I found and some of the moons Ooh. I... But because of that, I was just like, I don't, I am never going to look for all the moons. Yeah. In a way um, that, like, it's, Super it's like Mario World, yeah. I, in, in high school, we had a... In the students' union room, we had an old fucking wood-paneled CRT um, TV and a SNES and the Genesis attached. And mm-hmm. in that last year of high school... Uh, me and a buddy of mine beat all three save files in Super Mario World with fucking all the 96 stars because that's what Jesus. you do. Because we valued that. And it was like, sure. there's something different about... I mean, one, obviously my free time is different, but I yep. do think that the pursuit of the 96 stars in Super Mario World was different from trying to finish all things in Super Mario because some of them were just kind of like Portal 2 where it was just like, find the spot and then you'll figure out the puzzle. Mm. Rather than like, a really like there's some like gameplay deduction going on yeah what i will yeah, say about uh super mario odyssey like another game that features on my list it, it constantly rewards exploration yeah it's like I even do like if that, you yeah. if you go off the beaten track you may not find a moon but at least they'll just give you some coins yeah you know? that is true so Always. that's why uh, well, that's one of the reasons i really liked it was because the world felt really alive because of these yeah. reasons. Mm. Um, that's, I mean, that's why it's so high on my list. I, I have criticized it, but it's because mostly it's because it could have been so much more and it wasn't. But that doesn't mean it wasn't a real thing, right? Like, um, I, I recognize that it came out, I think, slightly before I review. I, I played it, um, but it, it it's a really fun ass game, and like. One of the reasons why I would lend you the Switch, um, Ben, is because there's no other way to play this game. Yeah. And it's really good so long as you understand that the game starts when you end the game. Mm. So you, need to, you need to invest a little bit of time in it to be able to get to that point where it opens up and you, uh, it gives you a little bit more freedom. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, like, you can... Like like Lucy was saying, the way to beat the game is a minimal amount of stars that will yeah. just be in your face. But the point of the game is that to get the other sorry moons um, is really difficult. Mm. If you wanted to finish with all of the moons or close to all the moons, it will take a lot of time. Yeah. And what I like about this game is that a lot of those worlds really come alive when you, as Lucy said, explore it. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of the my favorite things in gaming this year was the city map in Mario Odyssey. Uh, okay. New Donk City. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so well done. I, like, it, yeah, I was really skeptical in like, how do you make a real life city with Mario dynamics? And I think they did that extremely well. Mm. Like, and just the climax ma- of that level is so good. Yeah, it's it's so it's so well designed. The problem is that design isn't really needed to beat the game. And then you're like, well... Why Why isn't it needed to beat the game? <laughs> why don't you want people to live in this level in the right way at a time? <laughs> why are you doing this? Do better. Because um, it breaks so, the continuity of the yeah. Mario a good, Mushroom uh, Kingdom uh, yeah, universe. That's a good point to kind of move on, uh, <laughs> yes. move on from. Um, we're down to our top threes. So that calls for our next beer. Yes. Lucy, you and I have obviously mm-hmm. got the same beer. I'll let you mm-hmm. tell us uh, what it is and what it's got in it. Uh, okay. It, yeah. This is the hops version of the um, trilogy. It's a triple IPA. And Ooh, it's shit. in collaboration with Garage. Beer code. 
Uh, 9.5%. Oh, okay. I was thinking it would be like 11. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read Triple, yeah. Yeah. 9.5%. Yeah. Uh, Fucking cat. Is that original gravity or something? Yep. OG, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 1.094 for whoever understands that. 9 EBC, 40 IBU. <laughs> the hops are Citra, Equinox, Simcoe, and Columbus. Ingredients, malted barley, wheat, oats, spelt again, hops, and yeast. Another and... spelty. Mm. We're, we're all three spelty? Mm. Yeah, they, yeah, they all seem to have a very, very similar... They all seem to have a very similar grain build. I mean, mm. I understand that because they weren't focusing on the grain necessarily, so it makes sense that the grain would be constant i just spelt is it as they like we're trying to explore yeast malt hops it's really interesting that they also put spelt which is a non-standard grain in all of them mm. yeah i don't actually know what they're trying to accomplish with this thing. trilogy like yeah <laughs> like 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 i think the um beer 52 one where it's like we're gonna do two Exactly same beers, but use different hops, different yeah. yeast. And the, I mean, I but, really enjoyed that that, mm, that box. Yeah, it was one of the better ones. Discovering yeah, that, yeah. 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 Whereas there's not many points of comparison between a brute, a sour, and a triple IPA. You know, it's like well, they all have spelt. yes, they are IPAs, and they all have spelt. But it's like I'm not as someone who's not accomplished enough of a drinker or a brewer <laughs> to know that um, difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit, yeah, for for, for people like me. Um, I mean, I think they should rename it How Do You Spell to IPA. <laughs> I agree with you, Lucy. Adol, what are you drinking? Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, I have a <laughs> uh, it is the Zene Licker Belgian mm. IPA. Yeah, ah. um, it's from Magic Rock and... The Brasserie de la Seine. Its malts are Golden Promise and Malted Wheats. Its hops are Whole Leaf Saphir, G90, Cascade and Calista, Cryo and Anamario. Uh, the yeast is WLP 510 Baston Belgian Ale, and it is 6.5%. So it's a Belgian, cool. yeah, it's a Belgian IPA. Um, mm-hmm. I sort of picked it basically on the IPA trend I knew you guys were on. Uh, but I thought um, it'd be interesting that we don't normally see a lot of Belgian IPAs because yeah. they sort of normally seem cross-spectrum hmm. on your ales, at least in my opinion. Like, it just seems like usually you, um, if you go in the Belgian traditional route, you aren't doing the big moves that people who brew IPAs tend to do. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, I know you guys are doing something very interesting with the beer choice you have with Northern Monk. Uh, and I thought, what is interesting on the shelf? And this is what I came up with. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I had, I've, I've had this beer. Yeah, as I have can't I. remember much about it, to be honest. I remember it might have been little. one beer in a series of m- many. Yeah, yeah, I won't. I, I had it at the um, Bristol Craft Beer Festival. Oh, oh right, uh, okay. And. I won't. I, well, I, I'll say after you've had a taste and you've yeah. experienced it, rather than kind of clouding that. Um, the hops, the hops, the trilogy of hops, triple IPA. There is something in there that kind of clouds <laughs> the um, clouds the flavour slightly. Well, I don't know whether mm. it's one of the hops that's giving a little bit of that kind of soapy taste to it. Okay. I, I mean. Right. I'm getting um you know 
It's not a massive See, amount I got of that. nose. But yeah, I was getting that soapiness in the first bit. Mm. I'm not getting that in this one. Okay. I mean, it, mm. it starts off very kind of sweet, but has yes. a, a slight herby nature to it as well, I think, kind of as it, as it, as it starts to fade. It's just got something that's kind of... It's sat on my lips almost, rather than kind of like in my mouth. It's. I see what you're talking about with the soapiness, actually. Mm. I'm getting like, yes, you very much getting the sweetness. It, it, it tastes a lot like light cheese to me. Yeah. And it's got like yeah. this kind of very dank, estery kind of flavour yes. as well to it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I can see what you're saying about the slightly herbal kind of taste to it. I actually really, really like that. Mm. It's it's 9.5%, so you're definitely expecting some sweetness definitely, from the alcohol. Yeah. It's probably more sweet than I'd like, but mm-hmm. the sweetness isn't too overbearing. But mm. I don't know. It, I'm enjoying it. I like, mean, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Especially coming off that... Um, mm-hmm. That other off the sour yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is like it's like sweet nectar of the gods it's like ambrosia <laughs> compared to that but um yeah i'm actually really enjoying it nice i don't know if that's a 9.5 percent yeah kicking yeah in. good yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> um adam mm. how about you uh i'm double checking percentage 6.5 yeah that's worth that what is it is it zenny like that's what it's called Zen-like. Yeah, it's the uh, Zenelike, depending on if you want to say it Belgian Dutch way, but like yeah, 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 like, yeah. I think it's what it's probably called. Um, so it's quite m- much more orange, quite cloudy. Mm. Um, not a lot of um, head. Really light nose, slightly sweet, slightly malty as well. Yeah. It's much deeper in taste than the other beers I've had. Not that surprising. The maltiness really comes through. It's got a light biscuitiness. Um, I'm surprised that... I thought it might have stronger hoppy flavor, but I guess because it's Belgian, it probably... That's what's... Sort of the style is not more IPA. Um... Getting those Belgian yeast tastes. Very much so. So it's much more Belgian than IPA, I would say. Um, so you're getting those, like... Yeah, those, like, multi biscuity flavors. Um, I think the IPA-ness is probably... <laughs> IPA-ness. Uh, is probably... Um, <laughs> it's probably more on the fact that it's bitter. Yeah. On the finish. Yeah. Um, again, not a lot, um, not a lot going on outside of that multi bitterness. Uh-huh. Um, I sort of thought maybe there'd be more nuance to the, to the beer. It's very much like a, almost like a oatmeal biscuitiness. And then it finishes with a strong generic hoppy bitterness. Like I'm not getting any specific taste. It's just like, oh, this is hoppy in, in the end. Yeah, that, that's, um, that's exactly and, what I thought. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not oh, bad. It's remember, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not bad. It's just, I, I guess, being an El- Belgian IPA, I was kind of expecting mm. maybe a broader spectrum of taste. Yeah. 
And that's fine. Mm. And this is much more like a Belgian ale that has lingering generic hoppy taste. Sure. Yeah, I can't. Gosh, who was it? I can't remember, but I had like a. It might have been. You know, I can't remember. It was somebody, but it was like <laughs> it was like Belgian, Belgian. Like I think it was Cloudwater. Yeah, it was Cloudwater. The way it was. Um, one of them more recent. Well, I think it might have been like their autumn series or something like that. It was Belgian like IPA or something. But yeah, yeah. it was like you because I, I can very much tell like a cloud water nowadays. Yeah, it's like I mean, yes, that that very classical cloud water yeast that they use. Yeah, but the, the Belgian yeast that they use it just tastes so good, so good. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. So. Yeah. <laughs> our top threes of two thousand and eight. Lucy, number mm. three. Red Dead Redemption 2. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> it's a terrible game. That's right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> 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 Awful. <laughs> um, we were, yes, moving on. Um, my yes. my third pick <laughs> is God of War. <laughs> Yes, oh, we, we can talk it. about it now. You want to talk about it now? What a game! Yeah, what a game! Yeah, um, it's the it's the game that I've always come back to, like thinking about this okay. year. I still listen to the soundtrack. Mm, shit, like it's one of those games where it's like the reason it, it was number five me for games. me. Yes, <laughs> the reason it was number five for me is because. We'll talk about Red Dead Redemption later, but Red Dead Redemption is higher for me because it's like God of War is something I'll always come back to thinking about this year. Red Dead Redemption 2 is something I'll always think about for like years yeah, to come. Right. I'll have forgotten about God of War in five years. Mm. Red Dead Redemption 2 will stay with mm. me. Right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, God of War is an incredible. Like, I, I'm so glad it won like Game of the Year. It was always going to. Yeah, but, like, at the Game Awards and stuff like that. It is. I think it's greater than the sum of its parts. Mm. I have some minor complaints about it, but this is. I'm and not by that you mean you don't like the song? I'm not gonna... <laughs> because he's the minor. Who no, Atreus is all right. Atreus <laughs> is all right. But um, as it's uh, top games of the year, I'm not going to spend too much on these criticisms, like how it's yeah. too easy. How, how it has parts in that. How it has parts in that you don't really need to do or experience yeah. really, but they make you do it and anyway. How, and it's a bit dragging at the end. Slightly. It's, like, how it's slightly. not enough. I mean, it is the enough anthology, enemy variation. It, it's, 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 like, an epic, stop, it's an epic, I think. It's, so with yes. that, you get a few issues surrounding that, that, that parts slightly drag or you're, you're sent somewhere mm. to do something yeah. that maybe you don't feel that you you really, yeah. it, that it's necessary. But, but as a whole, it's written yes. very, very well. And I absolutely love that changing dynamic between Kratos and Atreus and the way that relationship kind of evolved from this very standoffish not been around kind of father figure and how he yes. evolves as a character you know he's, he's like almost toxic masculinity personified and how actually that kind mm -hmm. of breaks a little bit not as not maybe as much as I kind of would have liked it to but that does break mm -hmm to right. allow a relationship between the two characters and to change the dynamic yeah. up. Um, for me, it's it's definitely up there because of 
it's it's like it's exposition as well things like Mimir constantly giving you background and flavor and narrating you through what you're doing like such a well-written character that it, it it just kind of drives you forward between just we've landed here on this like outcropping of rocks we've got to fight this troll right you get back in the boat and Mimir will give you a story and then you'll move through mm-hmm. to the next section and it, that that writing yeah. links up what you're doing so well also it's out of all of the games i played this the the combat in this is so oh, so, so satisfying it's it, it just has such a weight to it that you know mm. when you recall that, exactly exactly axe. that when you recall <laughs> that so axe and, just goes, yeah. and it, yeah. in your fucking hand so you're good. just like yes that is exactly exactly mm. what i want and it it, yeah. it builds on that, of course, with with further mm-hmm. reveals and and stuff through the game. But yeah, it just it just feels feels really good, and it's an overall package. It's so well produced, it's incredible, so mm. well made. It looks great. Mm. The combat's incredible. The story is brilliant. The level di- design is good. The sound design is good. It's just everything. Work. comes into that everything works yeah. and it, as I say greater than some of its parts everything just creates a complete package and it is just a wonderful experience it's, it mm. is one of the it is one of the be- well most well crafted games of the year yeah definitely it's like yeah. It, 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 a lot of things it just doesn't compare like Red Dead Redemption 2 has many flaws yes <laughs> you know? whereas this only has a few and it's it's just incredible amount of work from Sony Santa Monica, mm. and it's like they made me care about a character that I had no. I've played the previous God of War games, but I just didn't really care that sure. much. I I and, owned them on PS3 and various mm. things, and never ended up paying, playing them, and then ended up selling them the discs off because yeah, some, yeah, something and, about yeah. the gameplay was interesting, but not enough to grip. Yeah, yeah I don't the really first time... like character action games that much, yeah. but I think God of War did a good job at it. But, well, um, so this is from this from reviews and you guys. It was like, mm-hmm. oh, this seems like it's more than just heavenly sword with male dudes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. to be honest, I like heavenly sword, and then when I, I, I almost finished the game, didn't actually finish the game, and then when God of War came out, mm. it was like, it's more of this. Mm. Almost. And it was yeah. like, cool, I yeah. don't necessarily want this specific gameplay dynamic, so maybe I'll take a pass. Sure. And then I did that yeah. on yeah. multiple sequels. It was like, yeah. eh. And this is this is a time where this series seems to have actually grounded itself in story and gameplay. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then, then it was like, oh, about, I want to know. You were talking about like, toxic max- masculinity. Mm. I was just like, I... I God of War made me feel like a badass. Yes, <laughs> it's like, yeah. It, it just—it's—it it, it still had that kind of power fantasy oh, definitely, kind of yeah, thing to yeah. it. Yeah, and it's like I think I it needs like, that, yeah. otherwise the series has failed. Mm, I want to be cut like crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's just like yeah, it's great. One of the reasons I just felt I'm like a badass yeah, playing it, and yeah, I yeah, love yeah. games that do that. Like Horizon Zero Dawn did that for me last yeah. year. I just felt like a mm. badass playing it. Mm. Awesome, nice, um, yeah. adult. I think it's it's you, sir. We've moved on to your number three. Uh, it's a little game called Celeste. Oh, move on, move on. 
Okay. Oh, Celeste. Move on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You move, move well on. on please. Yeah, that's fine. I thought yeah. I thought that was the case. Uh, so uh, I, I. But I mean, let's just revel in the fact that I played a game that you guys have actually given a shit about. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Lucy's because I because my um, yeah yeah my 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 list has been old games and then weird games and it was like I know a game that is definitely in my top five that you guys definitely have ranked probably higher because mm. you played more of it yeah um yeah but like up till now it's like yes Adil we played that game a year before you Blah. oh so now what, it's what good number to- are we on this three. is your third. Let's talk about it now because I'm moving on to two and Celeste is not in my number oh, two. Is it your number two? It's also my number <laughs> yes. two. Yeah. There we go. Well, cool. We that go. is an excellent segue. <laughs> my three, what your two. is Ben's number one then? I don't know. I know what it is. Of course, mate. I do. Anyway. Do I know? Yeah, you know. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, of course Come it on. is. But... Okay, so Celeste, let's talk about it. I only played oh, a handful yes, of hours. Oh yes, I know what it is. <laughs> Celeste, yes. Talk about Celeste. Yeah, Sorry, Celeste, Adam. Yeah. What did you say, sir? <laughs> I only played a handful of hours. Uh, it's the game, It honestly, of the games I've played and wanted to go back to and have heard a lot about, it's the game I want to finish myself. Yeah. Um, I didn't go back to it. Uh, so I had a like a five to ten hour thrust of like, oh, I get why everyone loves this game. And then the reason I didn't go back to it because it was like, I want to do this well. Mm. <laughs> I want to do this well because it fucking matters because this game is great. I need some strawberries. Um, yeah, exactly, right? It's like, I don't want... So, like, the stupid completionist in me, especially as a person who doesn't have a lot of time for games, don't get was like, I need to get all of the strawberries. I need to punt it no. at the end of the game. A punt of strawberries. No. no. Uh, no. Um, and... I returned to the game a couple times this year where I was like, don't worry about it, just like get further, understand the game. And that just made me love the game more. But it also made me want to be like, I want to be the guy who can finish all of the strawberries. <laughs> no, that's impossible. I know, but that's... And then go to like the B-sides and then it's just like, yeah. that is definitely impossible. Yeah. It's, I, I it's fucking love this game, game because you... It does difficulty really, oh, but, uh, really this well. Is, this is the this is the reason it features so, so highly for me. Well. Like, it, it ramps up that difficulty so well that it's not making you learn new abilities. It's just changing up the environment for you that you have to adapt with what you have to a new yeah. circumstance. I think that's that's done so well, and I don't, I cannot think of another example. Where that is kind of the case in this um, like linear platform kind of progression style, so it, 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 it's it's like you know when you move to that the set of levels where the wind kicks in, you're like, fuck, right, okay, yeah. Now I've kind of just got to I know what I'm doing, but I've got to work it out versus this new force yes. that's coming into the yeah. space, and it, it it does that almost on every single stage, and you know we'll. We, going uh, skirting over the idea that the mountain kind of is the uh, is the physical embodiment of what's going on in the story like that that yes. whole like when you get there adult that that finishing sequence to this game just works so well 
that it kind mm -hmm. of it brings yeah. everything yeah. back together that you've experienced and makes you kind of it's, do everything that it's it, it is so good it's so good it's like you just think why has nobody done this before because it's a perfect allegory yeah. for like mental illness completely or like that and it's like you look at the level like there are very they're very bite-sized like little sections to mm. the game before a checkpoint hits yeah. in like thank god because yeah, the yeah I was just saying, well. that's one of the reasons why i could play it so much was because mm -hmm. i wasn't giving a lot of time to games obvious reasons of blah 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 um and so i could just progress on these like incremental moves yeah. mm, and yeah. continue to play it yeah. over mm -hmm. the year while other games were it would be very much the case that you would have to just live in the game for a certain amount of time yeah. which i might not have yeah, and it's like, you look at these, like, mini sections, like, everything is laid out in front of you, and, like, in the bigger ones, you can, usually there's, like, these, like, this telescope where you can look into, and it, like, shows you the yeah. layout of the level, and every single time you're like, there's no way I can do this, there's yeah. no mm -hmm. way, and then when you work it out and do it, it's the best feeling yeah, ever, completely. and, yeah, that ties so well in with the overall narrative of the mm -hmm. game, yeah. it's like, oh. What a game that is, and and it's actually um, free with games with gold in oh, really? January. Yes, I did read so that today. I shall be replaying. Mm. <laughs> so good, yeah. excellent. So um, good. Uh, I guess that is my that is the best game to come out in twenty eighteen. Was that your number one or your number two? <laughs> What's <laughs> Lucy's number, number one then? <laughs> uh, Something that didn't come out this year. Yeah. Okay, so before we get on to that, um, mm. so my three was both of your twos. Mm. Um, the only yes. reason my two is my two and not my three <laughs> yes. is because of the amount of time I spent. With. Okay. So I don't think this is necessarily a superior game to Celeste. Right. Mm -hmm. So like... It was really dicey what, which one was two and which one was three. And I say that because we all picked Celeste's two, essentially. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the Magic the Gathering Arena game, and it's mm. just a nostalgia push. It's, and, and why I was like, I don't know if I really want this as number two was because I played it in open uh, closed beta and then open beta, and I lost all the cards, and the whole game <laughs> is predicated on making your own deck yeah. and figuring that out. But I did spend way more time with this game. And as, it, as you kind and of I attested back to, to last it. week, it's a game that you've returned to when you've yeah. had that short break, when you know you've got 10, 15 minutes to play something, you've, and, you've returned yeah. to that game. Including, like, now I'm in the closed beta where I have none of the cards and I'm still playing games with the starter decks and trying to beat people um, because I like magic enough. Yeah. And so that's why it sort of moved up ahead of Celeste was because... Even though I lost the cards and like the like the build up, it was still like actually even if I'm probably gonna lose because I don't have the requisite arsenal, I'm still gonna wanna play this game because I enjoy this. But a lot of that has to do with me enjoying Magic the Gathering and this is a vector of it. Yeah. Um so it's like a very tight two three. Mm hmm That's fair. Because mm -hmm. it's it, so the reason why MTG Arena is number two, even though it's in a beta, is because I actually like the dynamics of that game and the strategy and the construction enough that even when I lost all my strategic moves because of the move from closed beta to open beta and then didn't have any of these cards, I still wanted to play it and I was still trying to play people with the bullshit shitty initial decks <laughs> yeah. 
oh shit, I like this dynamic. Yeah, yeah. But that just says that like, I like this dynamic if it's on the table or if it's on the screen. Mm -hmm. And what Magic the Gathering Arena does really well is translate the tabletop experience to the screen. Yeah, that's fair. Nice. Yeah. So one of the things I haven't talked about uh, is like I've played Eternal in the past month, which is one of the newer sort of card games, and it is a card game, but it recognizes what you can like get get away with because it's digital versus physical, and it does that in a better way than Magic. Okay, and that made me realize that like oh, there are things this could do better. Mm. I don't think this game does it particularly better than Magic the Gathering, but it's like, oh, there's clearly improvements that could happen, sure. but I'm just so yeah. used to this paradigm that I don't care that they're doing it in the official That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's so, good. I think that's yeah. fitting that it's so high on your mm, list. Definitely. That's something you always came back to. Yeah, it's just that, a nostalgia so. push, and also, mm-hmm. like, it. to be honest, I've played some of the precursor Magic games, and they're not as good. And this actually really feels like playing the tabletop game. Yeah. Like they have the right like flow of moves, and it feels like you. It feels like you're doing the exact same thing as when you're across the table of someone. That's why I like Magic: The Gathering yeah. Arena. I don't think it's the best thing, but I do really like it. And it's just it's my wheelhouse. Yeah. So that's good. That's why it pushed ahead of Celeste. But honestly, it was really tough because yes. One was like a really unique, innovative game that gave me a platform that was familiar but did it in really interesting ways. Like you said, it's the same moves, but the world moves around you mm. instead of you adding moves to wor- move around the world. And I think that's fucking fantastic. Nice. <laughs> it's good. Very clearly a great game. Good. Why good. I like Magic was because I played it more. That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to. So, yeah. He has, but he huh? doesn't have to. Uh, so on to the best things for us of the year and in the oh here we go um, it's it's coming back and she's blowing up <laughs> that's a decent amount of bubbles mm. to lead in Lucy with yes. your number one game uh, one of the best games ever made and it doesn't matter that it came out in 2017 originally. I know what you're going to say. I put, I played it on Switch this year and it's Hollow Knight. Yes. It's what? Sorry, you literally cut out. I have no idea what I you right. said. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But I was just yes. like, mm. I have no idea what she said. I'm pretty sure it's yes. Hollow Knight. Yeah. It's like, it's hard to overcome nostalgia in what you consider your favorite games of all time is mm. Mm. like super metroid is up there i i don't know i don't, I don't know if it's better than super metroid it, it probably isn't but to even have that conversation with like i don't know 24 years yeah. worth of yeah, nostalgia completely. behind super metroid just shows like how good hollow yeah. knight is I, I i will just put in that i it didn't mm. feature on my list because i just haven't put enough time into yeah, it yeah. yeah so i i bought it on uh steam and the reason i'm withholding is because i know that i want to like sink into it yeah yeah it's it's a metroidvania and for me metroidvania is always the best so it's it's no surprise that it's going to be way Order up alarms. there for me yeah and 
just everything from the abstract story to the art style mm. to the gameplay to the combat to it, it's one of those games where you just feel completely isolated and lost in yeah. and those are that's what metroid yeah. is yeah. just being in this weird you know alien planet space. where the yeah. alien space and it's like you're alone you don't know what's around the next corner that just whole sense of discovery and that sense of isolation mm. Hollow Knight absolutely nails completely mm. right and there's so much variety to like the enemies that you encounter the different biomes that you go to and it, i know people have complaints of like oh yeah the fast travel's not too good or you know nothing's you know, you're not directed in a certain way. Sure. Sometimes you don't know where you're going. It's like that's the brilliance of it because sometimes you can get you, you can stumble across something where it's like I don't even need to beat this boss, but I know it's there. I don't want to mm. beat them, and it's like it's just so good. Yeah, there's nothing else I can really say that's, about. And that's fair. Like just, I, I've got to a point in it where I'm uh, I've come up against uh, a boss which uh, is three guys on giant thrones and i uh i thought i you know (laughs) one of them jumps down and starts to fight you and it's so so quick that i just wasn't prepared for it at all wasn't Mm -hmm. prepared for that that jump in speed you know the 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 general kind of grunts around that area they're not super fast and you can kind of defeat them you know you, Mm. you learn the pattern of what they're doing and i assume it would be the same with this you learn the pattern of what that boss is doing to be able to defeat them but I kind of got to that point and I I died on that boss very quickly. That I'm like, okay, yes. I've got stuff to do. I'll put it down here, and yeah. uh, I just <laughs> you know, haven't quite gone back to it yet. Yeah, it it, it does get punishing. Yeah. Um, I people say it's very hard and like Dark Souls kind of hard. I I think because I'm just good at like platformers and 2D games. I didn't find it as well, hard I as think, people I, said. I don't know whether. But- whether it's part of the, um, you know, the fact that you collect um, spirits or you know or whatever it is that drops mm. from the creatures, you collect those, and if you die, uh, a copy of you is created, yes. and you have to go back to uh, kill it to mm-hmm. to get all of your, um, you know, y- your currency back essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That people are drawing that Dark Souls kind of uh, comparison to it. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. And I don't know, you know, I think that's kind of maybe where people have picked that up from rather than people going like, oh, Dark Possibly. Souls is a difficult game. You know, there's tons of difficult games. I think perhaps for Hollow Knight, mm. it, is, it is just that it's it's that Souls collection type thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're rewarded for going back to where you died, defeating your mm-hmm. kind of, uh, your spirit yeah. to be able to collect those and then move on from it. Uh, I think it's yeah. a bit of an unfair it's kind challenging of for sure. comparison almost. Yeah. But, yeah, when people are like, oh, I couldn't even get past the first boss, I'm like, what, really? Just try the uh, Coliseum of Fools or whatever it is at the very end. Yeah. Where, you, where it's literally just horde mode of oh, it. Oh, no shit, really? At the end. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, and you're in, oh, it's so good. <laughs> but there's, like, so many optional things that you do or do not have to do, and it's, like, just discovering everything, like, yeah, it's I mean, just one of those mm. games, man, it's, like... I have it's just it. Incredible. I have it. I mean, I from. I think it's humble, probably, that I have it on the PC. Yeah. And uh, that's the reason why I didn't buy it on the Switch. 
even though I think it's mm-hmm. probably a better medium. It's the best play to play, <laughs> to be honest. It's like I bought it on Xbox and I started playing it again and just falling in love with it like, but all like, over again. Just, yeah. But Switch is the place to play it, honestly. But, like, I think you can probably, if you are... Um, if you have a controller and you have a PC and you can afford it, yeah, it's, it's probably fine the best. Yeah, it's yeah. That's where that's, um, that's, that's where, how I'm experiencing it. That's yeah. where it started. Yeah, yeah. you know that's um, that's and, where it was. Yeah, last year. And so, like, I'm really looking forward to giving some time to that game because of the art style and the gameplay oh, and the fact so that like everyone who so the stupid um, completionist in me is like, I don't want to. So There's one... no way you can complete this game, <laughs> right? So, no so they, they, but like, I'll tell you, <laughs> the Souls games are problematic because I, up until recently, owned Demon Souls on the PS3 mm. and had a PS3, and then I was like, I should do that before I do Dark Souls, before I do blah. But I own Dark Souls 1, 2, 3 on PC, and it was like, oh, maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying to figure <laughs> that out. Um, but like. Hollow Knight seems like because it's not attached to that stupid franchise and my stupid inability mm-hmm. to like not view a franchise like as I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like the right move for me to be able to play this type of game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not for everyone, but I absolutely. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I, I love the challenge. I think it will bounce off mm-hmm. of this quite hard. I think. Yeah. 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 And it's like. I, it just makes me die inside some of those criticisms. Like people are like, oh, I don't like the art side. It's like, what? The art is amazing. <laughs> the animation is amazing. All these little bug creatures they are, very are good. amazing. I, yeah. I, I do like, there's and, a certain part where you kind of, I can't remember what it's called, but you move through an area uh, which mm. is filled with, full of like jellyfish and they don't much. actually give you that much. <laughs> they don't give you anything. Um, <laughs> and I don't know whether it's just a transitory space Never kill the jellyfish. They will come at you. Yeah, I know exactly. They, they will. will come at you and they will... Tear you to bits. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, so, uh, <laughs> people bouncing off of a game leads quite well into my number one, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Wait. A lot wow. of people aren't that enthused by this or they haven't they haven't bought into this game quite so much um and i don't know whether that's a legacy of uh you know red dead redemption which didn't do anywhere near the kind of numbers that uh the the the, the gta did before it and then gta 4 did after it which is why they never brought it to to other platforms i'm so still sad that Red Dead Redemption One never came to PC because yeah. just play it on Xbox One. Just I don't it. own an Xbox One. I sold I it because I needed I to afford and to that's live. Your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I still you own a PS4. Lived no. In a box no. with Lucy, your Xbox. I still well, own a PS4. So the I... original Xbox One is big enough to live inside of. So. <laughs> My point is, I can probably <laughs> afford a version. I own on PS4 Red Dead Revolver, and if I can get a disc God. for Red, Red Dead Redemption, that's multi. Like, mm. I also still own a PS3. It's just that's true. You can just get it. You just buy it for PS3. You'll but be like, fine. Uh, it, 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 I hate that there's this landmark <laughs> game that I don't have like, easy access to. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, so Red Dead Two, uh, which I have spoken about at length. 
over the past few few weeks. Mm. Um, it, it just is a game that drew me in so much. And it, I think that the thing that kind of turned it for me was that I was playing all of these games, Spider-Man, you know, I played Doom this year, Wolfenstein 2, everything I oh, played. you played Doom this year? Oh. Yeah. You well, only uh, played Doom again, this year. Can we just talk again. about Doom? Screw Doom it. Again. Oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> every, everything I've kind of played this year was almost of like a certain speed and red dead redemption just just stripped all of that back and slowed down the pace so much that i'm sat there playing it thinking this is this is exactly what i want i just oh, want yeah, something really. that is okay. very considered very slow moving that i don't have a uh, a sense of urgency to and there, there are certain missions and certain areas where you are kind of thrust into what you're doing, but I think they're well contained within each kind of mission yeah. or, or you know, uh, within a camp. So the game expands, exp- you know, massively as you kind of uncover and go to new camps. Um, and I think that it, it paces itself very well, but that pace is very slow. Right. And I, I, you know, I wanted that. I didn't know I wanted that at all. Yeah. But the more I played it, the more I realised that that is what I wanted. Yeah. And yeah. it just it appealed to me on, you know, on that level, on a uh, a narrative level, on a character development level, on an acting level. Like, there's so much about this game which, kind of, just all pulls together right. to make it such a fantastic yes. experience. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think people get stuck on. I think people get stuck on that pacing issue so much. Well, for me, it was like I didn't like that. I was like, I yeah. don't like this game. That's how I felt like <laughs> at the start. I was like, I, I don't like it. This is incredible because this is the first Rockstar game that I disliked. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then I understood, like, the game wants you to play that way it wants it yeah. wants to slow the pace down and i just wasn't expecting that especially from a rockstar game where it's like instant gratification like power fantasy killing everybody yeah. in sight no like no consequence to anything that you're doing as such you know you mm. in the any bully GTA metaphor. game you can get a, yeah. yeah you can get a five star wanted level and just hide in a street alley and that's it and it's like, yeah, you know yeah. there's no consequence to it it's I, like this game it, is it, different it, it is different and it, i think mm. it fits the western very well Absolutely. You, know, you think of yeah. you think of fantastic western movies it is not all high action all the time mm. you have those slow moments you oh, have for sure. that build up you have those narrative yes so, those, so uh, the sergio leone yeah. movies uh, Fistful of Dollars, Few Dollar More, um, Good, Bad, and the Ugly. What makes those movies really exceptional is the downtime. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. It, it is a case. Like, it's just, you cannot acknowledge these movies without recognizing yeah. that it's about the man with no name being seeped into the town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So yeah. having not played Red Dead Redemption... What what you are describing is literally what grounds my favorite westerns. Yep. What grounds yeah, it? There, there are some slow times. Yeah. The point know, is those slow times are needed because that gives poignancy to the fast times. Completely. And I have yes. not played this game. I'm just saying this is what makes these. The, this is the crucial like western dynamic. 
Yeah, and it, it, it's it's what makes this game. It it fits that it fits that genre so well. That I mean, that's why have... I just I've been avoiding it, but also really want to play it. I mean, to mm. be honest, if what I really want is them to come out with a PC version, not just because of mods, <laughs> but because that's my primary like platform, but also because of mods. Like I, w- I want to play this game where people may have inserted Thomas the Tank Engine or dragons. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna be honest. I think that's hilarious. Let's. Do it's that. coming. It's definitely coming, right? I would right. imagine no, so. No, but it's not though because like Rockstar has really been harsh on GTA Five on mods and what is allowed and what isn't allowed. So even mm. even to play their stupid online multiplayer nonsense. They've said you can't have any stupid mods going on, and that yeah. sucks because what makes GTA Five really fun is the fact that the world has this like flexibility, and so when it's in the PC sphere, you can do all kinds of stupid nonsense that they haven't thought of. But what Rockstar is saying is that stupid nonsense is not allowed, and you'll be banned from our service. So mm. you map that to the Western, and it's the same. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. But I would imagine that the single-player experience, or you know, the whole experience is probably so coming can to I, PC can I based ask, on numbers. Can I ask both of you, have you played the multiplayer at all? I have played a little bit, yes. It's just so... It's the antithesis of everything I believe about that game. Okay, completely. It's, which I, is... It's exactly what Isolating, I didn't want. yeah. Isolating, mm. like, kind of... I'm going on this adventure on my own as Arthur, and it's like I'm peeking around every corner of this well-crafted yep. universe. Um, it sometimes turns into, like, a bit of a horror game at times, where it's like, oh, I'm in the depths of the bayou at night... Right. Things misty. I can't see what. There's a hanging corpse in front of me. Mm. What is that? Or it's like I just stumble into this house and this home, and there's this the dead, rotting corpses of this right. family. It's like yeah. what happened, and just like the music and the the score like ties it in with those things and so it makes well. You, it makes you want to know what happened as yeah. well. And it's like all environmental storytelling. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get like a, an odd letter or something like that that just clues you into like, oh, this is what this family was. And some of these things. What I love about this game is like, it, it, you need a few, you need a few years behind you, a few notches on your belt to understand. Right. Like, this is not mm-hmm. the overall power fantasy like most GTA games. Oh, really. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You need to understand the sorrow that, yeah. to this game. You know. Yep. Yeah. In terms of life ain't fair. Yeah, so I <laughs> yeah, guess my worry is that in the multiplayer, mm. necessarily you lose that nuance. Oh, yes, you, you do I think completely. you absolutely exactly. would. And that's but, why I yeah. don't want to go near it. Yeah. Plus, I'm not a multiplayer fan anyway. But I, it's like, I, I played it for a very mm. small amount, and I just wasn't yeah. taken with it yeah. at all. Like You didn't have a specific the, the, set of skills. Mm. I, <laughs> that's funny. <No. laughs> But the whole thing about this game is like there's so much that is deeply flawed about this game, so deeply flawed. Like the contextual controls, yeah. the the pacing of the story. But overall, like where I forgive it for its downfalls, is completely because of the narrative. Right. Mm. It's like it, it, this is the most poignant narrative in definitely a Rockstar game, but like most yeah. rock, most, most games. games ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, completely. I, I mean, that's in... that's exactly why I want to just play this game. Because yeah. all I've heard is this is one of the few video games which stays true to what is it to be a narrative in a video game? And by that I yeah, mean, and, like, yeah. like, the, like, we have narratives in video games, but we haven't explored what it means to, for that balance of narrative versus gameplay especially yeah. in an open world game yeah. and so which like it's so hard to do yeah exactly and it it's like i love narratives that's one mm-hmm. of the things i've literally done academic research on <laughs> like i care about narratives and if you can figure out how to give a dynamic open world approach yet still have mm-hmm. some sort of a grounded narrative i want to know how you did that yeah it's i don't know how they did to be honest you could you could sit me down for like hours and hours and i could try pull apart all these things like how every stupid crappy system there is in the game there's a narrative connection to that and everything you know when something like i'm not going to spoil it too much but when the camp breaks down and everything just dissolves into madness which we know is going to be a move that's fine yeah and Adil, please, can you... Okay, yeah. yeah. Just tell me when to stop. I can't hear you, okay. so you have to give uh, me a signal. Okay, every, anyone who hasn't played this game, like, Arthur dies at the end. And it's... I'm just it's, envisioning it's crushing. you as the, it's, like, teacher. Like, I'm still talking. Literally, I've drunk so much that it's yes. hitting me now. And until someone yeah. says, put <laughs> like, things back the in the I'm uh, just going to assume... It is, it is a massive... Dude, shut up! It is. It is a massive. It, it's a massive point, and it's a massive yes. part that mm. it, it is so super hitting. Really, I'm is. still mourning him. I mm. can't play that game as John. And, I don't and, care and I was, about John. But, but I was. I was walking through. I was. I was uh, traversing mm. through the world as John, and I'm like, oh shit! I didn't. You know, I, I didn't realize that there were graves, yeah. and I could go yes. into the grave. And that is when it hit me. Yeah, that is really when I'm just like, fuck. There was this character yes. that I really felt for that I was mm. just super invested in. Yes. And that's it. That's it. The story's He's gone. done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it should have mm. rolled credits when, I'm sure you got the good ending when he sees it in the... Yes. You know, he's yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. sunrise on, and he takes his last breath and I was like, I was already like choking up when he was saying bye to like Miss Tilly and Jack. And then mm. when that happened, I think the game should have like, this is one of my biggest complaints. It's like, Credit should have rolled there. They yeah, should have let that sit. I agree. The John epilogue should have been DLC, three yep. months down the line. But the fact that the next day <laughs> I kept yeah. thinking about it, and I cried ugly tears driving to work. <laughs> I was like <laughs> sobbing, like like Arthur was real. <laughs> oh, I was man. sobbing. I was it like, is hitting. It's hitting. Right, like, let's let's oh, let's bring him back. Let's bring yeah, him back. Let's bring him back. He's not even he's not looking. looking. At his yeah. He's not looking. He doesn't <laughs> see the, Thank the, you. the taunts. <laughs> Yes. Hello. I enjoyed the like <laughs> slight reprieve. Yeah, it's, oh, it's... The callback. The callback. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on from Red Dead Redemption Two. Adol. Yes, I want to hear about this game for your uh, number yes. one game of 2018. Convince me. Buy it. Convince me to buy it because I'm a baby you, you, and I can't play hard exa- games. I know you know what this <laughs> game is. <Lucy. Yeah. laughs> uh, ben, what do you think this game is? Seems like something that might have a bit of strategy to it. I think Hmm. it's into some kind of 
Nah, fuck you. Yeah, it's into Breaking the bridge. No, no, it's fine. Sometimes. You clearly both know. It's Call it's of Duty. Definitely. <laughs> you put the What's you put the charges on the door. I you mean, wait. I, I, I was I was literally <laughs> like, if you didn't, if you guys didn't deploy these moves, I was gonna say if you put 2018 and just see what you did. <laughs> But yeah, just instant headphones out, walk out the door, <laughs> just go. Yeah, it's it's into the bridge. It, it's a fantastic, fucking great yes. game. Um, while it came out in February 2018, it's a strategy RPG. It's up my alley. But also, what really makes it fantastic is the fact that you don't need to care about strategy RPGs. It's literally just set puzzles. Yeah, it's a puzzle game in the guise of a strategy RPG. Mm. That's why mm. I like it so much. Because um, if you don't ca- care about SRPGs, that's fine. The point is, you have these moves, and they're randomly generated. Like, like the map's ran- randomly generated, but it's literally just, how do you adapt these moves? And then if you progress further along, you get unlock more moves, and it's just, okay, now the puzzle is slightly different. How do you solve the puzzle? So even if you don't uh-huh. care about like Mutant Year Zero XCOM style SRPGs, you can still play Into the Breach reason like fine yeah. because it's just these are moves you're allowed. It's a random generated map that is based on these moves being applicable. So X, and then you go to the next level and you're like you have X and Y, and so it really doesn't matter if you care about strategy RPGs because. It's all individual puzzles in a way that like yeah. XCOM, Mutant Zero, Mutant Zero are about like longevity of your characters, etc. This is a game that's just puzzle solving in this paradigm of strategy RPG. Nice. So if you like puzzle games, you will like this game. If you like strategy okay, RPGs, you now. like this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you've, I'm, you've just sold me for that. Steam pitch, sale, Steam honestly. sale, Steam sale. But I, I really it mean is, it. It's I because want to buy it on Switch. <laughs> no, but like, what makes it really good is the fact that you mm. don't because like there's this time loop dynamic of like, yes, yeah. If you fuck up everything, you can. So pilots have skills and like mechs or like units have skills but when you um reset the timeline basically you're saying i fucked up fuck this up i will try again you can preserve yeah. one of your three pilots and that pilot okay. will have a certain set of skills a la Liam Taken. Neeson. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so the point is like but what you can do is like even if you've been like banging your head against a certain like set of maps you can switch the pilot who you're preserving it is mm-hmm. a puzzle game. Like, why I love Into the Breach is because it's a puzzle game at its heart. But, yeah. like, to understand the puzzle, it helps if you know how strategy RPGs work. But if you don't, you'll learn that really quickly. Okay. Because it's like, nice. either you know what these are, so this pilot will clearly be the best one. Or you reboot a couple times and you figure out this pilot's worth preserving. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just a puzzle game. And then... What makes you able to progress through the islands of the game is getting better with your set of mechs, which means understanding the dynamics of the puzzle. If you just take the stock, like, here's our first fleet, then you unlock mm. another fleet, etc., you won't progress as well versus, like, saying, 
I want this mech from Fleet Act 1 and this mech mm. from Fleet 2. And then you're doing a thing that's you and your reasoning. And that's what makes this game really fun is like I'm making it like my own team because I, I'm, I know how to solve the generic puzzles of this game with yes. respect to this person and their moves and this person and their moves. And so my approach will be very unique. Yeah. And it's great. It's it's nice. fucking great. Nice. And it's, you, you've sold me. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't bought this game, you should buy this game. It's yeah. I was I was waiting for a sale. On I, I knew it would come to Switch. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's on Switch. Waiting for a sale. It was on sale during the Game Awards. Awards only yes. in the US because Nintendo offers yeah. at everything. Oh. And then, but I'm just gonna buy it. No, I I, I mean <laughs> I honestly think even if you don't like strategy games. It's a pu- I hate them. Why I like this <laughs> game so much is because it's really a puzzle-solving game in the SRPG paradigm. Mm. And no, so puzzle games. Puzzle games so. are really fun. Everyone wants to play them. And it's just like, how do I figure out what the nuance of this <clears throat> is? But also, yes. what comes out of that is, oh, I might actually like SRPGs now that I've figured out what... That's not going to happen. It uh, might, Lucy. <laughs> you might. I think you might. I try... I I bought Bad North as a like baby's first RPG kind of strategy like yeah. game like mm. RPG and, like just in anticipation yeah. of like I want to build myself up to Into the Breach because it looks fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's so good. And now that you've said that it's basically a puzzle game that I, mean, I can play, that I'm gonna but like it. I'm gonna buy it. So FTL had a similar uh, um, like spike of audience. Because it turns mm. out FTL is really just a puzzle game in this sort of dynamic of like resource management, okay. and it's the same company, and they're literally saying, "Hey, even if you don't care about this gameplay dynamic, you might care about it in this sense because we've made it just puzzle solving." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, cool. If you enjoy Into the Breach, like, um, what's that? Banner Saga One is a very good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If if you've never played SRPGs, you might think Banner Saga is kind of a shitty game, right? But if you've if you there's some parts of Into the Bridge you like, then you can understand like the plot and gameplay of Banner Saga lead you to the same type Just, of yeah, problem yeah, solving. It opens it up for you and yeah. it pushes you more into that sort of genre. Yeah. Exactly. Why I love Into the Breach is because you don't need to give a shit about this generic gameplay but you will uh, mm. you will absorb this generic ga- gameplay because mm-hmm. it's very, it, like it guides you in a really strong sense to how to solve this type of puzzle but what yeah. that means after the fact is you there's a whole area of games where you're like I didn't think I cared about it but also yeah. if I can solve these into the breach puzzles I can solve these other puzzles yeah yeah well this time next year, I'll be like, you know what? XCOM is the best game I've ever played because <laughs> this is top ten, the... just all strategy games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> SRPGs are one of my favorite like genres, but why Into the Breach is my number one is because it makes it super accessible in a way that you could just ignore the rest of the the genre, or you could embrace it. It's literally yeah. like puzzle solving with this thing and that's really tough it's like giving a gameplay dynamic without saying you need to commit to it and it does it so well so well good i'm gonna buy it tonight fucking get this game very good endorsement you should you you should sell things (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh that's 
It's a good place to, to finish. We're almost at three hours <laughs> to run no, through. really? Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. To run through our, our honourable mentions and our top tens for the year. Hooray for the Hooray. bubbles! <laughs> so we will very swiftly finish this week on the, uh, the beers. beers for each of us. What uh, I'd also like to do... Oh, shit. ...is if you lot can remember... Oh, say is what you lot is the audience or beer. is it us? You two. Oh, fuck. That's Say what your favourite beer is. Today? We are a beer and video games podcast. From the year. No, from not the today. Year. From the year. If you from can remember. Year. It's a difficult no, one. You uh, can't and... spring that on me. <laughs> I thought we discussed this. Uh, we did, and I did look. I explicitly said I wouldn't be able to do this. <laughs> I'm sure you can. <laughs> Lucy, as, mm. as you've oh. sprung the question, why don't you tell us yours? <laughs> um, hold on. Let me find the name of it. I I'm am. so ill prepared. It's that Lervig one. <laughs> that that Lervig one. It's the Lervig. It's an Imperial Stout, Imperial Milk Stout, that is somewhere on my Untapped. Oh man, just, I got nothing. I, I literally have. It's nothing. called sipping sipping into darkness. Oh, oh, yes. I know that beer. That's a good I've beer. had that. Yep. You yeah. you two had that. Is ah. it? Bottles and books. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Twelve percent. Yeah. Um, 12%. yeah. <laughs> I had it at the most craft beer festival. Uh, let's just and let's just all agree that the twelve percent beer was a good one. I agree <laughs> because it was generally the best beer that no, I've had. This I mean, I, so it's, it's like, uh, on that night, I had a beer from Brewery Keys, which was like yes. a caramel fudge stout, which was absolutely fantastic. Which mm-hmm. I think uh, just just picked it, but. I'm currently looking at Untapped and five star rated. How do you find your five star rating? I'm just scrolling through, mate, until I find five oh, right. stars. It tells me <laughs> I've got 19 beers that I've rated at five stars. Obviously, not necessarily from this year, but one I have found from 2018 that I rated at five stars. I think I must have had this on the East Bristol Brewery Trail. That's on. Yeah. Is the Quercus Alba from Good Chemistry Brewing, which is the extra strong bitter. Oh, that's it's, a very good beer. I've had it's that. A, it, so I, th- I'm pr- I don't know whether it's this Quercus Alba. I don't know whether I've un- miscorrectly put it on Untapped, but uh, Good Chemistry did have an extra strong bitter on on the um, East Trail. Brewery Trail. Yeah, and it was my it was my favorite beer of that day. It's a beer that I still think about every time I see a tweet from Good Chemistry, and they say extra <laughs> like yeah. extra special bitter. I'm like, oh, is it this one? Maybe uh, <laughs> yeah. because it was it was a really good beer and it's one that, that has stuck with me since uh, right. you know when was it I did when was it the East Bristol Brewery Trail was it late August I think it was the yeah, last was weekend in like, August August Bank Holiday yeah. so it's definitely stuck with me since then and mm-hmm. I think it kind of it pushed everything else that I'd had kind of to the to the side slightly so I think that for me is the best beer this year. Uh, I Good don't stuff. track things on Untapped, and so I have no record, and I'm useless at remembering things. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I liked a lot of beers this year. Okay. Good year for beers. Um, but I will transition to, I have an opinion on the three beers I have today. Yes. Okay. Because I recognize I've given no opinion outside that. Um, <laughs> I had the uh, Indian Pale Lager Side Control from Marble, the um, Stillwater Artisanal from Gladwater and Stillwater uh, Sour Pilsner, and the Belgian IPA from... Why have I forgotten you? Magic Rock? 
Magic Rock and the Brassford de la Seine. And mm. I'm going to say that the... Quite surprising, actually, to me, is the Sour Pilsner from Cloudwater and Stillwater was clearly the winner to me. Um, okay. I thought maybe the yeah. um, Belgian Zenlik or Zenlike, if you prefer, would have trounced it. But, like, yeah. this was a really excellent beer. The Pilsner sort of core was still there. The sour was there. It had a lot of nuance to it. It was very, very interesting beer that was also very easy to drink. While, mm. like, the um, Zen-like, I feel like it was trying to do things and those things were at cross-purposes to itself, while yeah. what the Stillwater Artisanal was doing was unique, but also it was like, hey, I'm doing this, and it did it really free, freely. Uh, yeah. And, and like, uh, I've never had a sour Pilsner before, but it was clearly still a Pilsner and still sour and not, and like, usually sour means a very strong sort of taste. And this was like, I'm doing that sourness in a limited sense, but it makes sense because I'm a Pilsner and that all worked well. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, I think it's that's excellent it's, beer. It's exactly almost how I feel about the from the best beer this this tonight for me as well which is the malt it's the brute ipa which was the northern monk and the whiplash the first beer. one right the first one yeah that it was doing what it wanted to do very well and the rest of the beers kind of didn't quite get that uh that merger yeah. of the styles um you know the triple was nice sour not so much but the the the, the kind of the triple you know, it did enough, but I think that the Brute IPA kind of showcased that style really well. Uh, the flavors were nice. It had a really dry finish, mm-hmm. really quick, and you wanted to reach back for that yeah. for that beer. Uh, Lucy, having had all the same as, as me tonight, mm. how did you feel? I'm, I'm fully in agreement with you. Um, mm. The sour was never going to win for me, but um, between the triple IPA, I was like... I've had better triple IPAs, yeah. to be yeah. honest. Um, I don't know what I would have expected from that bit. I, I was probably expecting something like uh, like a classical like cloud water kind of smooth, yeah. Yeah. juicy, dank. This was dank uh, in terms of its flavour, but um, a bit too sweet for me. But mm. you couldn't tell it was 9.5%. And it yeah. did go down fairly easily, right. but... Um, I think I absolutely agree with you, Ben. Like the brute IPA, it set out what it wanted to do, and I really thought that like kind of nutty, and you described it as earthy and mm. kind of uh, you know piney, piney um, yeah. sensation just right before the finish. I thought that was like quite novel, and I actually yeah. liked it. Tasted a bit like hazelnuts for me, um, so that was interesting. Um, I think it was balanced well if like a bit of lemony it, it took you on a journey mm, almost it just like, no, definitely. you know Excellent. just like lemony at the start slightly then you get going to that kind of nutty piney earthiness and then just that very quick finish which was just very refreshing for me but just finish straight away which is right. what a brute IPA should do and sets out to do so I think in terms of like overall accomplishment I think the brute IPA did it best. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. Good. Oh, and bearded lady. 
Bearded Lady. The Magic Rock Ooh. beer. The Stout is joint my top beers of the year. Stop nice. polluting our... Yeah. I seem Sorry. to remember... Did they have that on at Bristol Beer Festival, but they'd ran out? I think they did. I think they ran out. Yeah, they yeah. closed the case. Yeah. For a good reason, because that's a very good, very, very yeah. good One that I haven't had, stand. and one that I, as soon as we saw that it was there, it was like, oh, mm. let's go and have this. No. Yeah. It's not there yeah. anymore. They've yeah. gone. They've gone. Seek um, it out if you can. It's yes. brilliant. Yeah, excellent. Mm-hmm. So, listener, if you would like to talk to us about your favourite beers or your favourite games from 2018, you can do so in lots of different ways. You can go to at tanktap underscore cast to chat to all of us over on Twitter or tanktopcast at gmail.com. I am at Nova underscore 47 on Twitter and PSN and Steam. Adler's at the Omniarch. Almost everywhere except for Twitch where there's an underscore in there somewhere. You can guess where it is. <laughs> Lucy has recently changed. Yeah. She's no longer tanked up Lucy. She is Juicy Loose 9 everywhere. on everywhere. Everywhere. Mm, except Switch where you're SW. Oh, no, 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 no. Except Switch. What the fuck is Nintendo doing? Just yeah. fucking sort it out. I never know. So are, is your Twitter Juicy Loose or is it Juicy Loose 9? Juicy Loose 9. Because yeah. um, I, I, I changed it and it was like, oh, someone already has Juicy Loose 9. I was like, damn it. Okay. Like, yeah, Juicy so. Loose. I was like, Juicy Loose 99. But I was like, oh no, people are going to think I was born in 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people think, you didn't play Super Metroid. You were minus five years old. And I was like, okay. I'll change it to Juicy Loose Nine O, which is when I was actually born. And but Juicy Loose Nine was yeah. available. I just I, yeah. I knew that was a thing. I thought I'd mention it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good. You can go to ourlives.net and look at all of the other articles, listen to lots of other podcasts, <laughs> and chat to us over oh. there, or go to our Facebook page. Adam recently stuck up a post on the Tanked Up Facebook group uh, to say, "Hey, there's lots of people looking at this. Why are you looking at it?" Go to outoflives.net yeah. because we don't post anything yeah. here anymore. Because it's literally been <laughs> almost an exact year since the last post on the Tanked Up Facebook page. Maybe just look at the Out of Lives Facebook page where we make our posts. Yeah, maybe we should Would just I be 18 it. if I was born in 99 yet? Yes. Because I always get ID'd. Um, yes. No, I know that because it depends when it's my students. Now is the year. My students were no, it's born not. in 2000. In the year 2000, yeah, you can be you be 18, 18 and of Jesus. legal drinking age. It's 2018. Right. Yeah. It's so I what I'm saying is, if you were born on the 20th of December, <laughs> you would be 18 today. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I've been so teaching kids ID'd? who are born in the year 2000. <laughs> youthful, youthful looks. And That's it's weird because not I'm not drinking enough, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why do I never get ID? I think that's that's the question. Younger than me. Why do I never get ID? So the so real... I was drinking before you were born. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. I was on. drinking Bacardi breezes yeah. before you were born, Reefs. child. So yeah. um, WKDs, all of them. Mate. Sorry, you were teaching. I do it. Like... <laughs> Don't even sorry, worry I about it. I completely missed that. <laughs> <laughs> the students I'm teaching are all year 2000 kids. That's all I was gonna say. Really? Yeah, of course. They're first years. Oh my god. So we'll pick just, that up next the year. The hand of death. fine. If you want we'll to, if you want to hook up with Lucy or I on Switch, you will have to engage us with on the other mediums because Switch is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, send a completely. pigeon. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, um, <laughs> we've been tanked up and we played games this year. We did, we and did. we drank. It's been a good year. Yeah. Uh, it's been excellent. 
Have an excellent year. Bye. And bye. Also, this was my best beer today. Yeah, was this one. Yeah, still, still water. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas no, and yeah. stuff. St- is it still water and cloud water? Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> All the waters. It's water <laughs> yes. in the beer. Because still water. Named are, waters. Aren't they, aren't they from America? Still? Yeah, they're Waterman. from New York. Yes. Yeah. Mm. All the waters. So, uh, for those just tuning in... Um, no, I've stopped mm. it now. We're done. <laughs> X-Water is the beer you should have, but also play that game that is a puzzle game that is Into the Breach. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to buy that. Just right at the end. Like, I'm play that. that is definitely... Yeah, it's great I'm gonna game. start playing it. It'll be a deal. You lied to me. This is too hard. <laughs> it, it it's a really great game. 